Hi, people. I'm Isai Morales, more or less, but I'm here with Vicki Abelson, you know, the game changer extraordinaire, and we're live. Isai, more or less. I'm kind of like All right. Isai. All right. So, Isai. So, so, I say right. I'm, I'm a gringo. Let's I call have, the whole thing off. I have said your name five different ways. I've said Isai, Asai, Isai. It's Isai. Ezekiel. I mean, I get everything. Isaiah. No, this is know. a Okay, now. Islos Morales. Your, your parents gave you this name. <laughs> and I'm imagining starting in school, you had problems with listen, the name. Listen, listen. You're an Abelson. You should understand a nice Jewish <laughs> they, name. No, they, they, they call me Abelson. 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 Say, in Espanol, you would be Abelson, though. But my oh, name comes from right. the Bible, the Biblia, okay. Biblia mm-hmm. which is a derivative of Esau. Or Isaiah, or I don't know my. Okay, gran- but Isaiah, I can say correctly. My grandfather named my father Isai, but nobody called him Isai. They just oh. called him Iti. Let's say I know. I spelled how? I don't know. I don't know. Tio Maybe. Iti, Tio, the uncle Iti. Iti. Okay. For some reason, Iti instead of Isai. Uh huh. And then I was Manny for many years because uh, Manny. I'm Isai Manuel because my oh. grandfather, who I never met. Was Manuel Morales, mm-hmm. and I am Isai Manuel Morales. You don't look like a man though. You know, it's so funny. I know, but to my mom, I'm sure I did for many years. No, bless her soul. She's in Puerto Rico right now. She's dealing with uh, Alzheimer's, which is not a fun or sexy subject to talk about. But you'd be surprised how many people are dealing with it and will be dealing with it. My father passed from Alzheimer's. My mother-in-law passed from Alzheimer's. I'm I have sorry. a friend who's going through it right now. With it's devastating. And so, is does your mother, does your mother know who you are? Yes, but she's at that point where you know. I remember. I mean, I visited her three times since Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll just you know lie next to her in her little bed and Mm -hmm. caress her hair. I'm like, Mom, Mom, do you know who I am? Mom, Mom, and she's like, See, mi marido, my husband. That's okay, Mom. You know, when I was five years old, I promised my mom. I said. Don't worry, Mom. I'll marry you because she was heartbroken over, you know, a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I remember being five years old and, and, and wanting to console her. And it just it brought me to tears, of course, you know. Uh, but we're here to talk about okay, all well, kinds of things, right, not so, just depressing Okay, things. so I'm going to tell you my little <laughs> story about that. who doesn't love their mother who had a good mother? Well, but, but I really love that, that you kind of became the role that you promised her you'd be. You, could, you sort of became that. When the last time I saw my father conscious, I came in and I spoke to my father every day on the telephone for the whole six years he was diagnosed. Wow. I, every single day I talked to him. He was not here. He was right. in Vegas. And so the last time I saw him, I walked up to him and he said, you are so beautiful and I know you're in my family, mm. but I'm not quite sure. And I felt my heart just right. go, wah! And I had just spoken to him the day before, but then within five minutes of talking to him, he went, then he'll Vic, 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 right. you know, so, but it's heartbreaking. It's right. absolutely you, heartbreaking. You want to know what heartbreaking is, is trying not to cry mm. as you beg your mother not to forgive you, not to forgive you. I, I'm going to send you a video when the show's over. I took a video of my dad and I singing together that day. And we sing A Your Adorable, which is a song we sang on stage when I was four years old with him. He was a singer in the Catskills. And... Um, he remembered, I forgot where, he, oh. re- he remembered every lyric. Music has a special relationship with the brain where actually you use like all, all your senses or something. I heard that music is one thing that engages the most parts of your brain. Is that true? Yeah, that's why they use a lot of music therapy uh, mm. with, with people to connect them to their past. 
Wow. And, and and that was it. Like he remembered everything. And then I spent the last, I can't believe we're talking about this. I spent the last four days of his life with him. He was in a, a coma. And, but, and, and I walked up to him and I said, dad, and his eyes went like this. And the nurse said, oh, he can't hear you. Fuck you. He can't hear me. And I played Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and all of that stuff for him. And he was, he would move. Of he course. Would, yeah. He was letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. My mother, you know, the greatest thing that, you know, uh, despite the pain, mm-hmm. she was like, "You really do love me," and that's. Oh. How, how long ago did she get diagnosed? Uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like she was always saying it for a while. You know, mm-hmm. it's been over ten years. She's like, "Oh, I forgot where my I, I've got Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. I've got Alzheimer's." I'm like, "Mom, smoke pot. It's a cooler excuse." <laughs> you know, Mom, don't say you have Alzheimer's because you're gonna like. Oh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but you know, no. there's people who didn't say it and they still got yes. it. So yeah, so yeah, that's you know, I'm at that age. Hey, we're at a bright young age. We're just coming into our adulthood now, right? <laughs> right. So all right, so let's talk. About, I'm older than you. No, you're not. Yes, I am no, by not. year. Yes, no. I am. Yes, I am. But. Oh, but what I what I love is that um, I think we were in the same place at the same time. I'm going to show this oh for, for anybody. Um, Some folks for anybody seen. there. Uh, it's on my Facebook page. But um, so Isai was with David Bowie um, at the China Club in 1980. What did we say? Eight. 80, eight, 1988. And I was there uh, pretty much every night then, and uh, and could very well. But I was so high that I now okay. So <laughs> so so let's. <laughs> So let's talk about that a minute. So I haven't read anything about you being an addict or an abuser, but you play one on TV oh, yes. very well. Yeah, no. So was was were drugs and alcohol not an issue for you? Um, drugs and alcohol. I mean, I, I've I've been a dabbler. I've dabbled with mm-hmm. almost everything out there, just just to know, just to not mm-hmm. take everyone else's word for it. <laughs> you know, as a kid, you know, you, you're told these horrible stories. These um, these you know, and I saw that. That film, that short film about acid, the kid took acid and the face melted <laughs> off. And like, ah! I'm like, oh no. How about Reefer Madness? Did they show oh my Reefer God. Madness? It yeah. was just horrible, you would think. And then when your reality sets in, you're like, no, nah, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to Bamboozled <laughs> is the least of it. And then you realize, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you got to be careful, you know, because. So, did you, are there no, are there not addicts and alcoholics in your family? Oh, yeah. There are. Yes, I have a, uh, I have a half sibling because that's all I have. Halves. I'm, I'm the only one of my mother and father, mm-hmm. and then each of them have their own children. But I have a sister who, um, who's been battling for many, many years, and it's it's very painful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't want to divulge too much, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I didn't know that she was so gangster until like many years later when she was in a hospital bed they called me saying you know say goodbye to your sister she's getting ready to go this is over 10 years ago oh my she was at St. Vincent's in New York oh wow Uh and she had a blood infection and they said if it got to her heart it was over was this alcohol or drugs (laughs) everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and um, you know bad relationship they get into that yeah and I find out later you know she's quite the criminal record and like like Robbery with guns and things. I'm like, oh, my little sister, oh my God. So you know, she's like, living the characters that you've played in about 50 movies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, no, there's many yeah. movies, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I had no idea. Wow. And, and, and you're like, whoa. And, 
And that's the thing about family. They will surprise you. Mm. <laughs> as much as you might think you know them. Um, wow. You know, and, but, but here's the key. Mm-hmm. I, I told, I got on the phone. I said, hang in there. Do not give up hope. Fight, fight, fight. I'm going to be there in a few days because mm-hmm. I had to fly. And my cousin and I went to visit her. And I saw her in the hospital. Bag of bones. Oh, oh. I'm so sorry. Very sick. And I oh. look at the window. And there's, I won't name the company, but mm-hmm. there's a fast food bag on her window somebody thought it was a great idea to get her like a, a burger and fries and milkshake and stuff and i'm like oh my god i knew about health then and i right. said no 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 get that out of here what are you you're eating this stuff hospital food already as it is it's like how is how does this make no sense? It, 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 it absolutely how makes does no it sense. make sense it's all chemicals like jello you might as well go to an food? airline <laughs> You know, you might as well be in the air. You understand that it's just for money. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Wait, so, it's just... So money, just, in other words, okay. food in, a hot, in, in an institution, right. they buy with bulk. Right. So they're going to get the cheapest of course. things because any little, you know, five cents more becomes thousands or $10,000 more in, in the aggregate. Right. So I, I, I ran downstairs mm-hmm. and I found a place that had organic, like fresh squeezed juices. So I got her three juices. Were you a vegetarian then? I know you are now. No, no, and I'm not even. I'm, I'm a flexitarian. I'm the world's oh. worst vegetarian. Wait, I'm what is a flexitarian? Oh, negative. Well, because I, when I feel my body getting kind of clogged up, and you yeah. feel like your your systems are not really shh. Yeah. I lay off the heavy animal products and the heavy processed foods, and I just you know go plant based for a while, and things just clear. But you will eat a good. Oh, I can't. I can't help. A it. good I, steak. Okay. All right. Because I'm thinking you're a little too perfect for words. Oh, I mean, stop, it, was, it, it was a little stop. too I'm annoying. Give you Twenty minutes to stop that. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. Annoying. Let just to bore the people with this yeah. incredible story. Okay. So you go down and you I get. I go downstairs. I get a thing of <laughs> apple juice, fresh squeezed apple, apple carrot juice, and one other I think fresh squeezed orange juice. Yeah. But three juices. Mm-hmm. And I go upstairs and I make her drink some of one, some of the other. Within half an hour to an hour, we're laughing, joking. She's walking around better. She for, she was no longer the person I met in that very Oh, come visit. on. Stop. Not kidding you. Her spirits lifted up. She was cracking jokes within minutes. Are you kidding? Come I'm on. Not. I'm not. And guess what? She's still alive today, still it's battling from the juice. her addictions. It's called, if you give the body what it needs, it will thrive. But we're not taught this information. This is very true. Because all right, so give us, I don't want to give All right, so give us a little speech on the, on the vaccines, because I, I watched a whole show of you talking about it today, and I know you're very anti-vaccine. No, 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 okay, no. Tell- okay, I'm not anti-vaccine, although that's a nice label. Okay, wait, I know what it is. Wait, let me correct myself. You're anti it being... Demanded. Mandatory. Mandatory. Thank yes. You. Okay. Listen, if there's a risk, there must be a choice. How can the government make you take things that have actually been shown to kill people? Yeah. Kill people. I mean, recently it just came out that the uh, Gardasil vaccine, which they're pushing onto little boys. Now Wait, what is that one? Gardasil against HPV. Right, okay. Loma virus. Yeah, my kids took it. Because a very small percentage mm-hmm. of them may develop uh, ovarian cancer. Right. But that's a small percentage, mm-hmm. and of those, I mean, most of the people that have HPV clear it. Most of these things oh, is that true? are cleared. This mm-hmm. whole measles thing, come on, 
when we were growing up, measles was fun. It was like, you didn't have to go to school. You got the dots for a week and you were immune for life. And now they tell you that having had measles helps prevent cancers. Is that true? Oh, yes. Look it up. Certain wow. viruses. Certain I viruses. Measles. Yes. And it helps prevent certain cancers. You can, you know, all this stuff is being found out. But what we have is a world, a system mm-hmm. where somebody figured out mm-hmm. that we would pay dearly for our health. Mm-hmm. And if you're dying, there's no amount of money that you would not exchange mm-hmm. for another day or two or a week mm-hmm. or a month or a year. Mm-hmm. Or even more so for a family member that you love. Okay, so your daughter. Your daughter's in school. Yes. Does she not have to be vaccinated? What happens? Well, I'd like to keep her specific status hers. Because okay. I don't Fair. want to bring issues. Yes. But I will tell you one thing right now. Okay. Did not get them all. Did not get... And if I were to, I would never get them eight in one day or six in one. That is the most, it's really aggressive. A lethal cocktail. It's just, look, not everybody. They'll tell you, well, mm. if that were true, everybody would be dying. Mm. No, not mm. everybody dies of the same things. You know, mm. the um, the drug that killed all these people, Vioxx? Mm-hmm. Millions of people took it and they didn't die. Mm-hmm. But thousands did. So because it helped millions, it's okay. We, it's okay yeah, the downs and the die. No, you, mm-hmm. you don't give it out if mm-hmm. it can cause a risk. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what we have today is not what we had when we were growing up. I had three at most and I'm still alive. You know, we have a lot of mis- and disinformation in our society. Mm-hmm. So people who have been educated, so they think, mm-hmm. are fighting with other people who have been educated, so mm-hmm. they think. And they're not both wrong. They're both right in their heads. Mm-hmm. But one side has been misinformed more than the other. And that's all I'll have to say. Uh, okay, I, I, I appreciate that. Because um... I'll never tell you not to do what you think is best for your kid. But... Well, I really like that a lot. Yeah, but do not tell me I have to do what government and industry decide today is best for my child. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? In a year or two from now, when the studies come out, when the truth finally comes out... Uh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. How many times I remember growing up, milk was good, then it wasn't good, then it was good again. Eggs were good, right? Then they weren't good, then they were good again. It's Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, you know, parents have the most interest, okay? Doctors see thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Parents have their children's interests specifically at heart. Mm -hmm. And I know many parents who are much more versed on vaccines and the ingredients and their interactions than many doctors. Wow. Okay. But, you know, people, well, you're not a doctor. No, but I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've been studying this for nine years. Mm-hmm. And I know my friends that have gotten their vaccines and mm-hmm. those that haven't. And I can tell certain patterns. And all I have to say is, thank God there are great medicines and drugs that, mm-hmm. have, that are saving lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw something yesterday on, on like Australian 60 Minutes mm-hmm. of this drug that stopped this person with like this who had a stroke. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden... She was better. Oh, my God. And it was miraculous. Wow. I thank God for those types of medications. And I don't believe that all medicine, you know, is bad and Mm -hmm. all pharma people are bad. No, there are good people. But unfortunately, people get used to their lifestyle. I love what you're saying about giving your sister the juice and right away you saw the benefit. I mean, that's craziness It was insane. Now, that doesn't happen to everybody all the time. But I... I told my cousin, did you see this? That's crazy. You saw how she came. She was in pain. And within half an hour after ingesting these, it happened slowly. Mm-hmm. By an hour and a half later when we left, she's like, ah, talking. 
I'm like, oh, come on. You're not going anywhere. And sure enough, she did not die. So having that evidence, does that not inspire you to... Uh, so how do you eat the steak? So knowing this, how do we still eat the steak and the Cheetos? Well, here's the thing. You know, no one thing will do you in right away unless you mm -hmm. have a specific anaphylactic mm -hmm. <laughs> allergy response. But I'm a big junk food junkie. Okay? I'm known for Cheetos. I'm, yeah, I've cheated with Cheetos. <laughs> I used to eat Cheetos all the time. Not the flaming hot ones. No, but... I like the puffs. I'm oh, a puff, puff person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're puff piece. I'm um, a puff piece. No, but here's um, the thing. I'm looking who's talking to you. I found out that... Hi from Boyle Heights. Yeah, right? I mean, oh, all right, look. So we, we, we nice have things. to do this because all these people always... Hi, David Laurel. Hi, John. All right, wait. I there's. Oh, my God. Okay. Nice people. Mitch. Okay. That's my boy, Mitch. All right. Mitch. So, forever. You have to tell Mitch. Mitch said I have to ask you how you guys met. That it's a dark story. Do you remember the story? Oh, how you met? Yes. yes. Okay. I met Mitch Weissman, the penultimate other Paul. I call him the real fake Paul. The real Paul, Paul McCartney. Um, Paul. He was he, he was in the show that I'd seen him perform in Beatlemania, my fifteenth oh. birthday. Oh. Somebody bought me a ticket to see Beatlemania, and I go by myself downtown no to the kidding. Winter Garden Theater, and I watch Beatlemania, and I'm at the throes of my own Beatlemania. Right. Saying, Fool of on the Hill was just like mm. for no one. So many mm. beautiful songs would just like the soundtrack of my life and my Absolutely. heart and I was, I'm watching the closest thing I could watch to the Beatles <laughs> oh my god and then of course the uh, the day that will live in infamy for me December 8th mm -hmm. when John Lennon was shot and I just you know I have I goosebumps as soon as you yeah. said it I still have an emotional connection you know? mm -hmm. I don't want to get verklempt out of mm -hmm. here but I will probably um John Lennon was like a spiritual father mm -hmm. to me without being there, you mm -hmm. know, because I'm kind of an only child and estranged from my father and whatnot. And, and John Lennon and Paul and the Beatles, but John specifically, his, his activism, his, mm -hmm. his, his... We're going to talk about that. But just this, this, this feeling, this empathy, you know, mm -hmm. his ultimate Libraness, you mm -hmm. know. Ah, uh, yes, he was a... He, and you're a Libra, I'm I know, Libra. October 1st. Eight yes. days apart. Yeah, oh, he was wow. born the mm -hmm. ninth, you know, number mm -hmm. nine, number mm -hmm. nine. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I, I really oh, and I had to go. I had to go. I had to go to um, where he lived, and I just—it's like what every Beatles fan. The only thing we could do was come together, hmm? literally. I say, I've never heard it used like that before. Uh, that night, you met Mitch. That night, he was in front of the um, the Dakota. Okay, that's so. I was working at Maxwell's Plum across the park when I found out, and uh, yeah, we crossed the park. Jolil and I crossed the park. He had my friend Jolil, who worked with me, had a tea house that George and John and Paul used to go to on the Upper East Side, and and we cried together, and then we we walked across the park. I didn't meet you that night, although I have to say for everybody out there who's watching us have this very casual conversation, I'm having a really hard time looking at this man. <laughs> I did not book him for that. I did not. Although I have to tell you a really funny Why, story. Why? Because I'm cheering, okay. tearing up. No, are you ready for this? Yes. All right. I haven't told you this. This is crazy. Uh -oh. So about four you years say ago. This in front of so people. I'm saying this in front of people. So about four years ago, I get on Tinder. 
Okay. You on Tinder. It's, it's so pathetic. I have a partner now. I, I have a significant other. I can't I, imagine. I didn't meet him on Tinder, but I was on Tinder for four years. It's been, I've been single for eight years. It's been really okay. bad. Okay. But anyway. That was justifiable. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I get on Tinder. I swear this is true. My first like month on Tinder, I match with Isaiah Morales. What do you mean? Okay. I wasn't on Tinder. A guy took your pictures, had a fake profile. I see it. I'm like, hell yeah, swipe right. I never swipe right. Hell yeah, swipe right. And it goes, it's a match. And I'm like, no, stop it. And we're having a conversation. I'm like, no, stop it. So now I don't really believe that it's really you. So, (laughs) So I know it can't really be you. So I go on Facebook and I friend you on Facebook and we start having like this other real conversation. And I know that it's not. And then the guy disappears and I know that it's bullshit. But yes, for for one brief shining moment, you are mine. Well, here we are, (laughs) fine together at last. At last. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get... Eastside to sing and dance for us. Oh, we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the show. Um, no, uh, but Tinder. One thing I have to say about the Tinder real quick, to then I'll get back oh, to Oh, see, you did it. The Tinder. No, the no, Facebook no, my, and the Tinder. My friend. The, the, yes. <laughs> you're smoking the pot. Um, you're the hip person. This thing. Mm-hmm. This thing. If this is all you have to do mm-hmm. to get love, mm-hmm. then I'm like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Because I feel like there's something to earning the, the but but if everybody's there, it's the marketplace. No, but this is the thing you do. One can do it. I did it. There was no love to be found there because ultimately, always for me, it was about meeting somebody in real life. You see somebody across yeah. the crowd, right? It's all of that, right? But it wasn't happening because LA, everybody's a little too cool for the room. So it, it really, really is. It's it so really, bad. It's so it wasn't, ha- it wasn't happening. And so my therapist kind of dared me to do it because, of course, I have a therapist. I'm Jewish. So I did it. But the, the goal, ah, oh, your phone's dinging. But the goal Sorry. was, that's okay, but the goal was always to meet somebody in real life, and ultimately I did. Wow. So that was, the going on Tinder was just telling the universe, I'm available, and, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I just had a friend, though, who had a bad Tinder date, and he ended up in prison, so. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, he had two, it was the second date, and. What do you mean he, he ended up in prison? He was, uh, did he do something bad? Well, she claimed he did, and, uh, you know, and he just recently got, uh, not guilty on all counts, but you know, kind of ruined his life a bit. Oh, yeah. I'm writing. I'm writing a movie about yeah. Tinder with with a failed Tinder romantic partner. It's just it, it's scary it's crazy because you know how do you meet people nowadays? It used to be you go to the library, you go to the supermarket, you could go to Whole Foods, you go to the park. You know, I like Erwan and Whole Foods because you you, you, you like minded healthy people. Absolutely, usually in better shape and kind of take care of themselves. <laughs> you know, I'm like hey, this is a healthy place to find love. <laughs> But then again, there's people that are all so focused. Everyone's so focused. Especially in LA. LA. And we're from New York. New York is... I'm, I'm focused. Excuse me. I'm, I'm driven. And everybody's also always in their cars. Yes. And you know, we get, we're from New York. In New York, you walk. You walk. That's why I moved to this town, because it's a walking town. It's a beautiful But okay, so, so thank you. So you're from Brooklyn. Yes. Okay, so what part of Brooklyn? Believe it or not. Yeah. I am from... Williamsburg. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, Peter Luger's. Oh my God! Talk about a piece of meat. Oh, okay. great steakhouse. Um, so so Williamsburg. Was Not a, a person. <laughs> it's a steakhouse. <laughs> so, all right, so 
sorry. You We're women. Talking about Tinder. You're turning just like men. He is so much more handsome in person. Okay, I did not book him for that reason. And I have to tell this story before we go into your past and your future and all that. I like that. your rocker look. Thank you. Um, so I won't grow up. My mother is like, do you have to wear every piece of jewelry you've ever owned? Wow. Yes. yes. The answer is yes. So um, I asked... Isai to be my first guest on my first show and that because when I was changing the name from the road taken to game changers I thought you are a game changer you are a game changer because you came up at a time when Latino actors were sort of breaking through and it was a new thing and uh, and that did change the game I not enough because as we talked about before we went on the air I asked um, Isai, if he ever plays just a guy, like human do you, beings, do you ever have to not be the bad guy or the good guy? Do you ever get to be the romantic lead? What's the answer to that? Sometimes, but it's it's. Can you name a a, 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 a show or a picture? Well, it's so funny. Right now, I'm in the midst of making a film that's called Simone, and you know the financing comes and goes and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and it's going to be Sean Puerto Rico, and I I play kind of like this professor who who is. Um, he finds these notes on somebody's writing notes from other writers quotes and it's like speaking his language and he's he's got writer's block he's a writer himself and, and he's kind of lost and then he discovers this immigrant chinese student of his mm -hmm. like you are know, they love notes they're just they they develop an incredibly passionate relationship. but it's based on the work of simone wheel uh. the great french writer erotic writer kind of like on his name um, uh -huh. And but but they they have this incredible relationship and it's like oh my god I'm in my fifties I can't eat anymore <laughs> I gotta watch it. sideways we turn well, it to the letter D yes <laughs> well, for I, dad I know the promo video has me freaking stop out stop it you have beautiful curves oh. stop it you women are that's, too worried about the tiniest little things we don't even notice well that's because you're we Latin see the whole yeah production. but that's because Latin men appreciate a woman with curves oh, come on no. but that's womanity. Yeah, but men in L.A., Anglo men in L.A. do not appreciate a woman with curves. They want a woman that look. Pete, yeah, you've been very quiet. We haven't even talked to you yet. I'm noticing on your phone yeah. all the notifications that are coming up for Tinder for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm off the app. I am not doing... You, yes. you, you just got a lot of love for saying that, by the way. As soon as you said that... Actually, the for love, real, though, it's okay, Cupid, though. It's okay, Cupid. Yeah, those are coming. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not even on those apps anymore. Oh. Um, Pete, is, is any, tell me, please, um, let us know if anybody has a question. No for, questions, just comments. Just comments? Anybody saying anything Mitch good? Mitch Weissman said he auditioned for Bad Boy too. Really? As well, back in the day, yeah. Patrick Reese. Well, Mitch, you auditioned for... Okay, so I, wa I watched a scene from Bad Boys today. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I thought La Bamba was when I first knew you. I did know you from Bad Boys, but I didn't know I knew you. Because because then you were just a guy in that bed. Guy, it was yeah. it was Sean Penn, right? You would just I was lifting weights in those days, but oof, that was that's when weights could be lifted, and you, all of a sudden you had big muscles. <laughs> so so what was so so bad? All right, so let's go back to Brooklyn yeah. before we get to bed. Okay. So so you're in Brooklyn. You got to go to the high school performing arts, which I did not get into. I failed math; they wouldn't oh. take me. But you got to go to the high school performing arts, which was. For those of you who don't know, that's what fame... And you were in an episode of Fame also. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I auditioned for the movie and I couldn't get on. Oh. I, could, I didn't get in, so okay. don't feel bad about... Not, I okay. couldn't get in the movie as a Latino comedian. Oh, stop. Yeah. But you know what? Barry Miller got the part. Mm. Hey, and you know what? He was very good. He, he played his part. I mean, it wasn't Latino, Latino, but right. for, for those days, it was as Latino as you got. 
You know, I mean, it's like Al Pacino played the Cubans. Do you do you remember? Yeah. You know, but Scarface is still you, people you, love it. You were on Broadway with Al, weren't you? Oh my God! Yeah. Al, Al, I have to tell people about Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you don't want to do too many of these interviews because then you don't have anything to write about in your book. You've said it all. You know, nobody so, will remember. But no, they'll they'll remember you. Mm. Uh, and you're like, I like her rocker look. Stevie Nicks meets you know Hart meets. Joan Jet, but blonde. Dave Rigetti pitched an, uh, uh, a no-hitter once, came into Maxwell's Plum where I was working, told me I looked like Stevie Nicks. I went upstairs, I broke my nose. I was... <laughs> Why? I went to look in the mirror because he to fix, and I turned and broke my nose oh my because God. somebody said I looked like Stevie Nicks. So God knows what could happen to me today. So, so, all right, yeah, so, so tell me about, um, Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, Al Pacino. Yeah. So I was watching Dog Day Afternoon as a 13 or 12-year-old kid mm -hmm. in the theater and just mesmerized by this man, John mm -hmm. Cazale, mm -hmm. who's just as good, mm -hmm. one of the most underrated actors. Meryl Streep's lover. Played Fredo in The yes. Godfather, Meryl, Meryl. Streep's right. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and uh, what's his name? Severin. Um, uh, the one who played the, the transgender, oh my God. Oh. Um, Sarenson. Chris Sarenson. Which was married? He was married, married to, to Susan. Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. Right, Sarandon. I'm so Thank sorry, you. Mr. Sarandon. Um, <laughs> yes. But I feel your pain. People scrub my name all the time. Oh God. Anyway, Chris Sarandon, genius. Uh, right. Ned Beatty, I believe, was also unbelievable. Film. This cast, it, yes. the, the '70s movies, like unbelievable. And I'm did you like, have to sneak in? It was probably no, rated R. I just yeah. In those days, you're like yeah. <laughs> Right? You, kids raise themselves on the street, you know? We used to go into bars when we were 15. 15? Yes! Studio 54, give me a break. <laughs> so I pointed to the screen, and the scene where he's in the bank, he's, he's taken the gun out, he's finally crossed the Rubicon. He, there's no turning back, mm -hmm. you know? And you could see it in his face. The madness, like, yes. And he has this like, like, I'm in it, I'm in it. Like, oh, shite, what do I do now? And this this thing with Al's eyes, mm -hmm. and it just drags you back in. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I elbowed my friend, and I said, "That's what I'm going to do." Oh, stop! Twelve years old. I said, "That's what I want to be." Now, had you been in school plays before that? I had done a school play in like my first grade, where I played a Mexican jumping bean. Mind you, I'd never met a Mexican before. <laughs> oh, there's a Hanukkah candle. There you go. <laughs> Holla. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. Pete, that's a joke like you would tell. Yes. Yeah. I'm punny sometimes. Oh. Uh, dad humor all day. So so I uh, I played a Mexican jumping bean. Little did I know I'd be playing Mexicans. For do you the, do you remember what your life. line was? I didn't have I was joking. Oh, wow. You didn't talk. No, I didn't have to talk. Then okay. later on yeah. we did theater games at mm -hmm. Performing Arts High School, which was amazing. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Before wait. Performing Arts. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. I, at my school at the time, this mm -hmm. troupe from Juilliard, Ooh. who included an actor who was in the movie Fame, the African American actor James Moody, who played oh. the acting teacher. Oh, remember the? Strong, he was very intense. He's mm. the acting, balding, hair in the back. You know, he was doing the auditions. Anyway, Vaguely, a wonderful actor okay. from Juilliard, mm -hmm. and he and some of the people told my um, my drama teacher at the time. You had a drama teacher, Miss Rubel. Okay. We did plays and everything. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it wasn't official. It wasn't right, Stanislavski. Right. It was, you know, theater <laughs> games, right? Yeah. But he said he should audition for performing arts because they had done theater games and, like, trust, you know, you blindfold somebody, you fall backwards, whatever, your, your team is there to call Right. Somebody. One called Airplane, where you get blindfolded and then people lie on the ground and then they tell you yes no yes no independence like don't step on someone like you know I don't remember that one I was a drama trust, teacher I don't remember that one it's a one. trust game okay playing, right? right I remember the, Where, the yeah, following one yeah if you step yeah. the wrong place you could crush somody okay and then we, we did improv oh and people tell you where yeah, to yeah, step yeah. No, 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 go left like, yeah 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 okay so it's I like, it's like building teamwork yes it's, it's yes it's trusting each other right and then we played like a frying pan bacon eggs and, and like you know potatoes and I, I played a mean potato. Oh, bacon. <laughs> no, I, was, I was like... <laughs> I was committed. And they saw that. And they saw how I loved it. I loved it. I was a kid who had a, a 12th grade reading level in the 6th grade. Oh, wow. So I, once I learned to read, it was just... Were you a good student? Did you do your homework and stuff? Put it this way. I'm very, uh, I was that kid who couldn't stay still, mm -hmm. bit of a class clown, mm -hmm. wanting everybody to like me, wanting everybody happy, you know, and I got in trouble a few times. I used to fight too because, you know, I, I would protect other kids and I'd get in the middle of You things. were Puerto Rican, you had a fight. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually was the Harriet oh, okay. Tubman of my school. Oh, wait, you have to do the four H's. The four H's of Hispanic Hollywood. <laughs> okay, you have to hear the four. I can't even say it like that. The four H's of Hispanic Hollywood. It's been a while, but sometimes I complain because Hispanics, we are always shown in basically four personalities. Okay. We are hysterical, like, you know, Ricky Lucy! Oh my God! We are hormonal. What have you been all my life? Oh, come with me to the Casbah. In a minute. Okay. Or, hasta, what you looking at, sucker? I'll cut you. <laughs> or the last one, which is humble. We are a poor people. Please. I didn't see that one. Please help him to us. We cannot keep our shit together. Please, senor gringo, please help him to us. We don't want no problem. Have you ever gone up for an audition and they've said to you, can you please sound Puerto Rican? Like, did they ever do they that worry. to they, you? They go, can you be more, you know, Latino? No. I'm like, well, it depends what kind of Latino, you know? I can be from Spain. I recently was you on You just the, sounded very Caucasian yeah, when but you said no, that, by the way. Of course. Um, no, you know how I learned to sound Caucasian? Oh. Very large mouth, large jaw. Yeah. Morris, time for dinner. <laughs> Remember those commercials? I do. What was that? The cat. The cat, the cat food. food. Morris. It was very, very like, Large mouth, long tail cat. Okay. Mm. Was it upscale Mexican? Yes, tuna again. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. Tuna again. Okay. Oh wait. So we have a question. What? Well, somebody says that the sound every so often is peaking and distorting. Oh, you know what? Because we're using the mic, so maybe we want to turn it down. So, oh, I want to give a shout out. I can't hold it, but um, I want to give a shout out to Blue. Um, yes. who gave us um, a raspberry, Ooh. and um, our friend Kevin Walt from Blue. Um, can you hold it? No, it's taped down. You taped it down so it wouldn't get messed up. But, Pete, if you can, like, turn down the gain. And you know what? Let's put it on the book. Um, that's, the, that's the earphone one. We have to do the other one. So, Kevin Walt at Blue Microphones. Love you. Love my Blue Microphone. This is the first time we're using it. You know yes. why we're prepping? Because next week I'm interviewing... Bert Young. Oh, yes. And Bert oh, is a, a very, very, very soft-spoken. Soft I had the pleasure of meeting him with 
Candy Clark, who was with David Bowie in The Man Who Fell to Earth. Wow. So everything connects. Love but anyway. I love that movie. Right? Oh. And, and they got naked together. Did you get naked with David? No, no, no. I wasn't fortunate in that sense. Okay, so... so, so I think he was seeing Iman at the time. Was he already seeing... No, he wasn't seeing Iman yeah. in the 80s, was he? I think Maybe. so. I think he... Those, they've been together. You're, you're right. They were together. So tell me about that story. We'll come back to... I, I, met, I met David a few times, and you know, he's just a wonderful soul. And I remember this one time, I don't know if I'd met him before mm -hmm. or not, I remember seeing him before and after, I think. You know, I hung out at a hotel room once with him, Andy Mon. Um, wow. I heard great stories about him, crazy stories about him, and I kind of wanted to become him, you know? I remember you know, one story that he met these two fans, and well... Tell the story! Uh, He's gone now! They were just... No, but they, they put it this way, they rocked his world. Oh. And as a young man, mm. back in the days, I just loved the thought of drowning in a sea of <laughs> I love I it. I know, I know. So, me. so you sang with him that night at the China Club. That night, we <gasps> did harmonies. Oh, stop! He's. I mean, last night, I'm at the kibbutz room. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's Morty. in the, that's like in the deli. Yes. Yeah, yeah. These guys sing. I mean, Morty Coyle and his, you know, buddies. They used to be called the Imposters. I forget what their their name is. I mean, mm -hmm. they they cover so many great music, great music pieces, and. And they just do great stuff. And then Did he calls me to do Beatle harmonies. And then afterwards, we really, because I, I, I know just about every Beatle song or harmony. Mitch. And, uh, and like, oh, Mitch and I have gone, we go off, yeah. Wow. And it's just, it, it makes me happy. The vibrations, the, the, the sound of harmony does something to me that I cannot replace. Okay, cannot I'm posing something to you right now. That um, Linda Apsey, this is for you. So I don't know if you know this, but once a month I have a literary salon in the living room, and yes. fifty women come. And so Mitch. Not enough for me. So so Mitch. Oh God, they'd all be they'd all no, you, no. They, they'd be all over you. So that, not enough. they will be. They, they not they would be. They will be. All so, you need is love, so, ladies. Okay, so Mitch <laughs> came and sang. When Gary Marshall was oh. here, and, and Carl Reiner's been here, and Norman Lear, and all these crazy people have been here. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Dolans has been yes. here, and Howard Kale and Earth, Wind, and Fire have played in my living room. So uh, what I'm posing is that I'm, I've been asked to ask you to please come to the living room. The women are here, okay. and to come with Mitch Weissman oh. and to do some Beatle harmonies, Easily. and um, and then uh, and then be your actor, your actor vis himself. Sure. Um, he said. He said sure. I have a lot of witnesses right yes. now. Um, Isai. Um, coined a, a word activism which we're going to get no, okay. activist activist all right right well activism would be the thing that you would do yes, right. okay so activist i love that word okay so let's go back to so getting into performing arts so yeah i i, I auditioned for i ran away from home three Ooh. times yeah now why was that well um how old 13 14 and finally 15 um how far did you get well, the first time at 13, I ran away to my aunt's house in Brooklyn. Okay. I went from the Bronx to Brooklyn, and because my mother did not want me to be an actor. She thought it was, you know, foolish, oh. and, um, and she wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, you know, I was getting yeah. really good report cards, mm -hmm. and, and teachers would say very nice things about me, especially mm -hmm. this one, Jacob Katz, Mishpucha. Oh, my Mishpucha. Jacob Katz. Katz is my maiden name, there my real go. name. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go, all in the family. There you go. 
We should eat at Cat's Deli on Delay. It's the best. It's the, the best. best pastrami oh. in the world. And the the, the, the egg, uh, egg creams, you know, the float. Oh, anyway. So, but I digress will be the name of my memoir. If I ever <laughs> That's heard. a really good name for a memoir. Oh, totally. Okay. So, um, so, so, so what were we talking about? So you were talking about you ran away. <laughs> yes. All Wait, you were from the Bronx? Well, you lived in the Bronx? Yes. Where in the Bronx? I'm Brooklyn-born, Bronx-bred, Queens crucified, Manhattan mainstream. That's, Me too. That's my I did, stick, and I'm sticking to it. I did all of those. Where, where in the Bronx? Um, well, it started down like 138th Street, Brook Avenue, and you know, as the South Bronx got hotter and hotter, we moved up. And every yes. time we moved into a neighborhood, I guess the people saw, ah, there goes the neighborhood. So where did so you they go? Move where did you go to um, elementary school? Uh, PS33. Which was uh, Morris Avenue, 181st Street, around there. Grand okay, Concourse 161st Street, Grand Concourse. Oh my God. Then Pelham Parkway for me. Then where oh did you God. go? Then I kind of went up towards Fordham Road. Okay. You know? Alexander's. Yep. Oh, oh Jan's God. Ice Cream Parlor. Oh my God. Oh, hello. Paradise Theater. Lowe's Paradise. Come <laughs> of on. Course. I'm sure you was at that. You were on that uh, balcony. I'm sure making Smoking up. Smoking pot. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. So so I, yeah. I auditioned for this school with one monologue from my aunt's house. Okay, do you remember what the monologue was? Yes. What was it? The Moon is Down by John Steinbeck. How did you only get to, get to do one? Didn't you have to do a contrasting? I had to do two. Okay, what was the other one? I didn't. Wait, what? I just got in with one. Stop it. You mean they just said stop, you're in? No, I did my audition, and you have to understand this. I'm a little Puerto Rican kid, 13 years old, playing a Norwegian mayor of a town <laughs> overrun by the Nazis. <laughs> Okay, and I am going to be killed, and I know this. And I recite to them Socrates' denunciation. Holy shit. Where he says, you who are about to kill me. You know, like, it starts out with, I'm a little man. Did you just give yourself goosebumps? Of course, that's oh. what I do for a living. Come on. Oh my goosebumps God. are us. <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to say, I have to tell you this. I have to stop you. I was a little intimidated to meet you. <laughs> Because I have to go through your people. I don't do that with any. I'm friends with everybody who does this show. You're one of the rare people that I have never met before who's doing this. Can I tell you? And why? I was a little scared. Can I tell you why? Sure. Because I'm I'm a pushover. I wish I I want to make everybody happy. Mm. Libra. And yesterday I had a meeting, and you know, and everything sounds good to me. And my management then has to slap me around and go, "Isaiah, mm. calm mm. down. You can't be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, like." You have to like let the process, you know, filter these things out. And frankly, one of the reasons I, I wasn't kind of ready to do this show at this point is because I felt like I don't have something to, to push. I don't have something to like promote. And I, I want to be, you know, I, I don't want to be here looking like, oh, you know, like lost. But, but you know this what? is long form. So I, I, I decided it was okay because it's a big conversation. Most interviews, they, they get cut off so quick. Right, and and, th and this show is the furthest thing from being about pushing the thing you're doing now right. because this is the first. This is about who you are right. and how you manage to do what you do because there are a lot of people out there that are still striving to become what they dream of being. I'm still striving <laughs> to become, so don't don't feel left well, out. No, but it's, we're all in this together. Well, you die when you're done, right? When you right. you die, but so you you. I'm gonna still keep going. Death is no excuse. You work. <laughs> you work hard. But the thing is that you've accomplished so many of your dreams. You have. And it's something that a lot of us, me included, at 63, is still trying to a do. A fraction. Do you know I wanted to be in music? I wanted to be, I wanted to be what Michael Jackson was. Ooh. I was... Did I, you do musicals in, in... Oh, I did the, the, the Sound of Music, The King and I. 
And I got my first taste of fame when I did, um, yeah, it was The Sound of Music in fifth grade, I believe, fifth or sixth grade. And who were you in The Sound of Music? Kurt. Oh my God. The 10 year old, right? (laughs) But guess who I really was? I was known after that play as Puppet Man. He'd be like, yo, Puppet Man, <laughs> New York urban kind of thing. Yo, Puppet Man. And I was like, what? And I remembered, oh my God, that's right. I played a puppeted character because instead of us doing, you know, uh, uh, hi, I'm Hill, this is Long Hill Culver. Hi, Leo. The three elder Von Trapp children puppeteered the three younger Von Trapp children. And I remember watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh my God. Dick Van Dyke did that whole thing where he was a puppet and he like, you know, does, and I channeled him. Are you a mimic? A little bit. Uh-huh. A little I can bit. tell it with the voices. Yes, I like, I like to mimic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like languages. Anyway, but I was doing this puppet thing and it killed. Wow. I loved it because I, I just, you know, again, if you want to be in this business, Really, it's about committing, committing yourself. You don't just do this because, you know, you want to be popular. You want to, you know, get dates easily and all that sort of thing. Although, Mitch Weissman, no. No, it it helps. But let me tell you, then if you do get fame and fortune, then you don't know who really loves you for you. That's Mm -hmm. another kind of like mm, half a dozen of one and six of the other. Is that a tricky thing? I bet that's still a tricky thing for you. Sure it is. People that want to hang on and and get to know you. Well, here's the funny thing, right? Mm -hmm. You and I could be talking. And Peter walks in, and then you go, oh, Peter, he's such a user. Then Peter and I are talking, right? Hey, Peter. Oh, Vicky, what? she's just you know, such a user. <laughs> everybody thinks everybody else is screwed up, mm. even in your own family. Like, oh, yeah, oh, you, know, you hang out with the rich people. You know, it's like, oh, God. You know, this. everybody's got something to say, so you can't let things get to you, but you have to be as sincere and honest as you can. But, you know, this whole fame and fortune thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. And it brings a lot of pressures mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't always do well. We don't always, you know, s- sit on top of the world. Can you talk about a failure? Because this is, and I don't mean to, mm-hmm. to focus on this, but this is helpful to people. Like, was there anything that you went after that you really wanted that you didn't get? Yes. Can you name one? No. Okay. You know why? Why? Because I forgot about <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's the best answer. Yes, because you can't live your life in what could have been. I, I wanted things badly, and I thought, okay, this will change my life. Now, here's the thing. When I was 18 years old, or around that time, mm-hmm. 17, between 16 and 18, I was almost discovered here and there, you know? And there's these people in this stuff, and, oh, I'm going to put you in a movie. You know, I got my share of, like, sketchy people mm-hmm. trying to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. I was a PYT. You know what I mean? Men too. You know, mm-hmm. women. Everybody sounded like Did hey. you have you have your Me Too stories? Oh, sure. Oh, hell yeah. You know, but here's the thing. Yeah, pretty boy. But the thing is, you're either going to let these things define you or mm-hmm. refine you. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's my, I have a define quote. Define or refine. Go you ahead. know, don't let failure define you. Let it refine you. I love that. Because... You know, half the things that we suffer through in this world mm-hmm. eventually become the things that make us who we are and strong. Absolutely. So I look at my tormentors with pity, not with rage. And I save my rage for the people who know what they're doing and still do it. You know what I mean? Like? Oh, companies that take advantage of mm. man's inhumanity to man. 
Mm-hmm. People, you know, industries that bank on us being bad, therefore they, there's, they, there's nothing in it for them if we evolve out of that. And frankly, they don't want us to evolve mm-hmm. because they're well when we're fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's the men and women thing, uh, ageism, there's any reason to divide and conquer people. But we're so lost fighting each other politically, uh, culturally, that we don't realize who our worst enemy is. And it's usually something within ourselves that allows ourselves to be manipulated easily. Was there something specific that, that woke up your activism? I know your mother was an activist. My mother was a union organizer the number one union organizer for the International Ladies Garment Workers Union between the years 1967 and 70. Wow. And she that was gave me firebrand. And she barely spoke English at the time, mm-hmm. but she spoke justice. Wow. And the women understand she spoke justice. Ju- okay. Ooh, that's that's, that's, that's really... You got, you're full of these good uh, ones. I'm, I'm liking this I'm one. full of it. Um, <laughs> no, but one of my like earliest that. memories of my mother is mm-hmm. me playing with toys and doing my little kid thing and hearing her in the background talking to other women, talking to people in general mm-hmm. about how not to get exploited by their bosses, by their husbands, by their wives. But she was just always giving people advice wow. and always helping people. And it makes me cry to think, you know, so few people. So you're a little kid. How old are you when your mother's doing this? You're a little three kid. Three to eight. You're three to eight, but it makes an impression. Oh, yes. As you are now making on your daughter. Oh, I hope mm, so. Yeah. Okay. So you can only hope to make impressions on your kid. You know, it's like you throw it out there. If it settles in, fine. If it doesn't, you know, you never know because as much as you think the all the fantasies you have about being a parent, life has a way of going in. <laughs> you know, it, it. You can say that, and and I think that's probably true to an extent. But but it's still great. But I, I mean, like my kids, I'm incredibly blessed. My son is 24. My daughter is 20. They are good people. people. That's, but that's what they you want at the end of the good day, right? People, kind, loving, good people. I think you've done a successful job. Well, that, Congratulations. That's, thank you. Because you can't guarantee their financial success, no. their political or, or, or social success. Absolutely. You cannot. Although they're fact, good at all of that. As, as parents, we actually uh, threaten their social life. You know, mom, dad, you know, they want to look cool away from us. My kids are, my daughter's constantly rolling her eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. My daughter's not, my daughter's not at four years old. Seriously? I'm like, that, too many vowels. Too many vowels. You're not even five yet, girl. <laughs> So anyway, so, but, but the John Lennon thing is life is what happens to you while you're busy making other, other plans. plans. That's my favorite quote of his. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I found it to be true. So when people go, what are your dreams? I'm almost past dreams. What does that mean? I... Are you in the moment? Are you in the now? Are you focused on, okay, well, this is where I am. My dream is not going backwards mm-hmm. to where I used to be. Mm-hmm. My dream is... Is, is rising, shining from the heart and the head up and evolving to an angelic place if possible. I, want, I don't want to die. I want to just go. I want to one day, you know, you hear that some people didn't go through the death process. They, there's a word for that. They just ascended. I, I saw your ghost story today. Oh my, you were a little kid and yeah. a face appeared for you. Oh so you God. believe. I believe there's, you know, I know that we don't know everything. Therefore, mm-hmm. we should be careful about what we poo-poo to others. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's not possible. Oh, really? You'd be surprised. Because we only operate in these three dimensions. Mm-hmm. There are many more dimensions. People can see us. 
I believe or that. Things, or, you Are know, you a spiritual person? You sound like a spiritual person. I am, yet in Hollywood, that's become almost cliche. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not religious, yeah. but I'm very spiritual. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I believe, I believe that something up there loves me. At mm. least I know that. I know that when I pray really hard and really earnestly, like when my gal had our baby, mm. and she had preeclampsia, mm -hmm. and they'd taken her out through cesarean and mm -hmm. all of a sudden her blood pressure dropped and when the people in in uh, masks peter i don't know if you know but when you're with the kid when the people in the start Kids looking at each also. other i know I've been, mm -hmm. but when they start looking at each other like uh-oh what do we do now oh the hell with my son they were panicking and panicking my, my wife goes what just oh. tell me and they go emergency cesarean and they got her right in and cut her right open and brought me in and everything was laying there and it was like Wow. What a rush. It is a rush. But imagine after that cesarean mm -hmm. that your wife's blood pressure just goes down. Ooh. And that's preeclampsia. Uh -huh. She could eventually die. Right. And I got on my knees and I put my forehead against hers and there was no question. You know. Faith. It's beyond faith. It's mm. like, no, no. God, I love you. Whoever you are, this is not happening. This is not happening. Wow. You have to will. Mm. You have to will. When you pray really hard, from the bottom of your soul, every cell in your body says, No, no, this will not happen. You force God's hand. Do you, re do you really believe that? I think there's a piece of that because every time that something has almost destroyed my life, and I mean it, on a variety of levels. Wow. And I beg, and and the universe hears you. I'm not gonna sit here. I know my religious inklings and, 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 and feelings, but we're all blind. We can't say, okay, yes, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, son, you're doing well, keep going, you know? <laughs> no, but that's why it's called faith, because if it were provable, you wouldn't need faith. Faith is that which you cannot prove. So why are you going to argue with somebody about something you cannot prove one way or the other? Why are you going to kill someone? I believe in faith, but I'm a 12-stepper, so I believe also in God's will. Yes. And that it's God's will, not my will. That God knows better than I know. My higher power a higher knows better power. than I know what is good for me. And I think that's a, that's a, beauty, a beautiful expression of humility. But at the same time, I'm also a thinker who says, well, maybe this whole concept of God that we have mm -hmm. is a cartoon book version of whatever the reality is. Mm -hmm. Because now we're learning that the Anunnaki mm -hmm. came down. If you, if you read the oldest Sumerian tablets, we were created. Mm -hmm. There's a reason there's a missing link. Because we did not evolve just from the animal. We were infused. The human race, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, the, those who walked on the hunches, whatever, once we stood up, the Cro-Magnon, you know, the whole uh, human, mm -hmm. big brain thing that we have now, was a mixture mm -hmm. of the caveman and whoever came. We are made in their image. Mm -hmm. And they are God to us. Mm -hmm. And in order for us not to rebel, we were put in mental prisons. We were made smart enough to serve them, but not too smart to rebel against them yet mm -hmm. rebel we do and we try so we're learning all these things mm -hmm. that may make me go okay 
okay, this may or may not be true, but I'm not going to argue with you about it. I can passionately debate, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to go, you know, you're an idiot because you don't believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I didn't believe what I believed until a certain point, and I'm probably going to evolve that too. And that's evolving, I was going to say, always evolving all yeah. the time. So, I believe we can manifest, we can affirm and manifest. Yes. So in that way, I believe we can take, we can, can, we have our will, and maybe we can change our stars. I believe that I believe in God, whatever that means, mm -hmm. big G, little G, so much that I believe in your right not to. Mm -hmm. I respect atheists because they're honest. Mm -hmm. I don't respect people who hide behind the religiosity to, mm -hmm. you know, look down upon others and to feel, ha ha, we're saved, pity them. Mm -hmm. You know what? There, but for the grace of God, go I. Mm -hmm. And then I understand atheists because the part of me says, well, maybe it's it's all in my head. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's no one person God, mm -hmm. but there's the an energy of God. I don't know mm -hmm. for sure. What mm -hmm. I do know is love, mm -hmm. giving and receiving. That I know. Mm -hmm. And I know that something, somebody loves me enough to bring me this far and I haven't destroyed myself or others. Is that is that a part of your you have a tremendous social conscience that's very clear. I'd and like to I'm still working on myself. I there are many things in my life that I'm not proud of. I'm, I'm not one of those people that says I have no regrets. Well, you know, I have few but some pretty you know, some mm -hmm. pretty good ones. I think we all, if, if we're really honest mm -hmm. with ourselves, we could find something we, we regret if, if we have ever hurt anyone else. I've spent a lot of time making amends. Yeah, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're not here. Mm -hmm. you Correct, know? absolutely. And sometimes you can't find them. But um, So that's a living amends. So then we change the behavior. That's right. And therefore, that's an amend. I think if you don't learn from your mistakes, mm -hmm. then, then why are you here? We're here to make mistakes and then to learn from them and evolve. I think each and every one of us is a piece of God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I am he is you are he and you are me and we're all together. Cuckoo cachoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Pete, does anybody have anything to, to, have there been any asks or, or are we just having comments? What's going on? Thank you, Amazing. David. Ozark. David okay, Bravo. Well, Bravo, David. Thank you for the... I love David Bravo. He's a great keyboard player from New York, from the yeah. China, and he played at the China Club. Dude, yes. thank you. You probably sang in front. In front. So, how did the singing start? Did you did you take lessons? Did you no, take I mean, dance? I, I, occasionally, you know, but no, I'm a natural mover or whatever. I but I'm saw not you teach little kids how to dance oh, in what movie was that? That was called um, uh, Mi Familia. Oh, so beautiful! Yeah, that was. I, that's a beautiful film. I have to watch it. I haven't it's, seen it. Uh, it's it's one of the my Mexican like. Epic classics. There's La Bamba, there's Mi Familia. Mm -hmm. Those two films have ensured my honorary Chicano status. It's beautiful. The, the scene where you're teaching the kids to dance is just oh, beautiful. I, I have little kid. Yeah, I mean, this is it. This is why we live. I mean, you know, I've met billionaires mm -hmm. and I've hung out with, you know, most of my friends are the opposite. Um, are you still friends with the, with the guys from the Bronx and Brooklyn? Some. Mm hmm. I mean, if people keep in touch, yes. I mean, yeah. It's hard, though, when you're out there and you got a thousand Facebook requests and, you know, occasionally I'm like, okay, hell, like, oh, hey. Now you got people, oh, let's do this, let's do that. If I, again, if I were to have dinner and lunch with everybody that wanted to have dinner and lunch, I, yeah. I would no longer have the uh, 
you know, the time to, to do the reasons they want me to have dinner or lunch with, you know. Right. You have to, it's all time management. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm not the most organized person in the world. I kind of, you know, go where, where the day takes you. I try. You make a list occasionally. Mm -hmm. But I'm one of these instinctive people. I, I, I just, you know. Now my other half, she has she has ten alarm clocks. On. That's good. So you opposites attract, and that's what makes it work. And that's what I wanted our child to have mm -hmm. a real wide spectrum of personality mm -hmm. traits that she can pick and choose. Pick and choose. Mm -hmm. Say, you know, you're like that. Okay, but you. I just want her. I mean, and I'm so happy for her. She, my daughter, wrote a hundred and ninety-one page graphic novel. What? Yes. At seven years old, she's eight now. She's working on the sequel. I have a group called Women Who Write. It looks like she qualifies. She loves it. I mean, it's children All right, stuff. Yeah, it's not okay. you know Jaina or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, that's but, amazing. Yeah. Question: John O'Donnell says, uh, "Yes, what are your thoughts, opinions of the Resurrection Boulevard experience?" Oh, Resurrection Boulevard is was a very special project because you know it was like the first Latino family show on, mm -hmm. you know in a very long time um, and it lasted more than a season and the creator is a dear friend of Dennis Leone who mm -hmm. subsequently became you know, I became friends with and you know he's just a very talented person and he pours his heart and soul into his work mm -hmm. and it was a family I mean I just saw today Tony Plano leaving. Uh, the, the, the meeting that I just uh, mm -hmm. raced here from um, Elizabeth Pena who passed away who was my woman in La Bamba yes. Rosie in La Bamba mm -hmm. was also in that Resurrection Boulevard was a, a real I just watched an interview the three of you did oh yeah for Columbia University mm -hmm. and uh, Columbia College I think in Chicago I did not know that that would be the last time I saw her mm. oh my god did I cry I'm not used to people I'm getting older and you know how you only know, I'm not. You know how you know you're getting older when you're, you know, everybody's supposed to die. Get sick people and die. dying mm -hmm. and, and, and you know falling apart or having grand. Today I went in for some. It's a grandfather. No, stop. Oh my god. No, that's just wrong. I improvised. No, that's when, just and, wrong. And the second time I did this, and I was, okay, do this again, do this, and I improvised. And I was, Grandpa, I'm like, you say that again, I'm going to suffocate <laughs> you where you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I when I showed a size picture to my son, he said, "Oh, that's Laurel's dad," because it's how to get away with murdering. Yeah. To him, you're a dad. To me, you're not a dad. I'm a papi chulo. <laughs> well, okay, what does that mean? A papi chulo. Papi chulo. It's uh, like, yeah, that. You know, it's the, yeah, that. <laughs> oh, so, all right, we got well, another somebody one. Somebody said you make a great couple. So. Uh, yeah. Well, I. I he's, uh, Lance Simmons. Oh, Lance Simmons. Oh, he. Yes. Okay, so Lance said. So he that, says, so there are a few of us token males who join women who write with Vicky. Uh, Lance, make this is here, everyone. And he said that uh, you and him, he, uh, worked together many years ago trying to protect SAG from itself. He said, we failed. Hey, buddy, looking good. Oh, thank you, Lance. And uh, Lance is doing great stuff, too. He is. He ran so, for office. He's, right. he's out there trying to do you it. You know, it, th there are people in this world that are either part of the solution or don't care that they're part of the problem. So because if you're not part of the solution, you're what, most probably part of the problem. What sparked your, your activis, uh, act, activist, activist? My activism? Yeah. Um, well, first being an actor, mm -hmm. and then when you get attention all of a sudden, what do you do with this attention? All of a sudden you have a platform. Mm -hmm. And in certain cases you see how other people, whether it's Marlon Brando or others, you know, uh, Harry Belafonte, mm -hmm. they're extremely... Uh, 
prolific with the Absolutely. causes and the mm-hmm. energy. And I'm thinking, you know, why do I do this? Initially, it was, you know, to have girls like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure that worked. You know, to, but, but honestly, to get love, you know. Mm-hmm. To, to, you know I, I, but it's all about getting love. It's all about it getting really love. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, but, you know, you, you can't love everybody. God knows I try. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. What the eighties. Whatever. Yay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you try to figure out what is the meaning. You know, I mean, I hate to be corny about mm-hmm. this, but why are we here? So surely what, not to live in pain or fear. Anyway, what what sparked was what what was the thing that kicked you in that door? Do you remember? I don't know that it was any one thing. Oh, okay. I got to tell you that it was mostly my mother's taste for justice. Mm. I remember once in the street, and this is a kind of a terrible image, but there's some folks who grew up in our era who understand, you know, that being physical wasn't the end of the world in days where you didn't shoot or stab everyone right mm-hmm. away. I remember I had gotten into this thing with these kids on the block. A fight? Yeah. No. And then they were like four or five on me. And then my mother's like, no, stop it. She's trying to take them off of me. And then their mother, and all of a sudden, it's, it's a family affair. <laughs> We're like, bah, 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 bah. my mother and I, I mean, what? I'm like seven or eight, nine years old. I don't know what it was, what? but we were duking it out in the Bronx, in the street. And like, that was one of the things I was telling my mom as she remembered as she's lying in bed. I'm like, mom, remember we bonded, babe. We bonded, man. We were like thrown down. Your mother my, threw down? Oh, my mother was no joke. She was five. She's five one, but she's the kind of person in the union, right? Mm-hmm. They'd send to slap a cop and start a riot. Mm-hmm. And she would do it. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, there were times where she, she had to send somebody to go make sure I was okay at home because she got arrested. Wow. Oh, my mother was a real union. Wow. Because, you know, the thought is, I hear these people working like like slaves, you know, without proper facilities, without breaks. I'm like, come on. You know, if you allow people, people will abuse the hell out of each other. I was in the Progressive Labor Party when I was five. So so, so you understand that. Mm -hmm. But then then there's the extreme to that. Mm -hmm. Then unionism becomes management of its own Mm -hmm. sort. And then all of a sudden you have the fat cat union people who are more in love with their power than the power to help. Absolutely. And all of a sudden it's about keeping their position, their perks. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Lance was talking oh, about. Oh, the sad thing? Well, yes, mm-hmm. because we want, we're membership first. We're, you know, put the membership first. That's mm-hmm. where we make our dues. You know, this mm-hmm. is where our money comes from. It should go to them mm-hmm. and so it's been an ideological battle that we've been losing a lot lately and mm-hmm. uh, the other side is more organized and I have to say um, I did you run for did you I run? ran for president mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. not because I thought it was a great idea but because they asked me mm-hmm. I personally thought oh my god man, you know, for me uh, mm-hmm. oh attack me and sure enough they got low they, they said things you know the opposition was scared speaking you know of when they're this, scared they go low okay speaking of uh, running for office is that something you'd ever consider not anymore. Why? Uh, because a, well, let me put it. He's easy. not only good looking; no. he's intelligent too. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. Um, it's something I did consider for a while, especially mm-hmm. when my acting wasn't doing too much. I'm like, hmm, 
and they start acting in another arena. And well, since that I like was people, just, that had to be a very short period of time. You're you're pretty well, dense on your IMDb I, there. Yeah, but the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. Remember that, especially mm -hmm. if you're not smoking it. <laughs> anyway, um, politics is a dirty business because mm -hmm. it's a business ultimately. Mm -hmm. Entities invest. Okay, mm -hmm. not everybody does the Bernie Sanders route. Mm -hmm. And if these people that put in millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars into your campaign don't get what they want, you don't get, you know, you don't come back. Mm -hmm. So it's a horse race where people, you know, pool their resources to buy a horse. You've done that. I've got an ear on this champion, you know, 50,000, you can get a leg or whatever. I haven't personally, but yes, but I've people heard do that. You, you, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I wish politicians had, you know, the, the, the labels of who buys them on them because that's that's truth in advertising or whatever that's a mm -hmm. full disclosure mm -hmm. but you don't and you have this real this game with the public which is promise the hell out of you know the mm -hmm. people tell them whatever they want to hear and once they get in office once you get there then slowly start chain well you know now that mm -hmm. i'm here well you can't do this well we, we're trying to do and it just becomes a joke mm -hmm. And so I just don't think, A, I could take money from people and then not give them what they want. Mm -hmm. Because then you're compromised. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, and they're going to go into your life and your private life. And I, you know. You're very private, aren't you? I mean, I get that I sense am and of I'm you. Not. I am a person who can be too open, which is why I need to be private. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? I, but you're very protective of the people that you love. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Because I can be open but I I can't thrust that upon my child I, and I love that you did that you know, that you pull back on that you just yeah. have to mm -hmm. um, so anyway getting back to politics no, I have pictures of my kids in the bathtub yeah you? right <laughs> oh, I um, asked their permission first I was mortified about a naked picture mine, and I'm facing down with my butt I'm like, ah! you know, I was like now I'm looking at it like, what was I talking about I, know. I asked my kids first yeah. before I do that story. so anyway but politics yeah. I, I watch it because I'm fascinated. Right now, I love. There are two people that I really love. Who's that? And and they're both women. You know. Now like I'm not that. into this women thing as a fad. Because mm -hmm. I was an Alan Alda feminist many years ago before it was the fad. Because mm -hmm. I believe in fairness, and I'm all men are half female. We're X Y. Okay. I like that. Women are X X. Men are X Y. Mm -hmm. it means they took one of our X's and they bound our legs together. <laughs> Tied us up, so we're a Y. Now the only thing we do with that Y is cleave the other X. But that's another story. I like the cleaving. That's you know that's some cleaving. people. Now you have to get it written in consent. In any case, um, no, I believe the pendulum swings a little bit too much, and things are done in groupthink mm -hmm. that are unfair. Tell me who you like. Tulsi Gabbard mm -hmm. and Marianne Williamson. Okay, today I just wrote to Marianne. Marianne I came love out. Marianne. Marianne, Marianne was in my living room. She, I love she, her. When she was running for Congress. Mm -hmm. And Marianne uh, came out today that she is running for president. Yes, she is. And is the second I got the email, I wrote her back and I said, Marianne, it's time to come back. Yeah. And uh, I love Marianne. Now, understand, you know, a lot of people were telling me, why aren't you supporting Hillary? Why aren't you doing this and that? And I got to say, Hillary Clinton was wonderful for our organization in the past. She's supported the National Hispanic Foundation for the Arts. And I'm... I'm a Hillary fan. Great. But I also understand why the, the people that don't mm -hmm. like her mm -hmm. don't like her. Mm -hmm. And I understand that she has to compromise things. But they were... I just think that what we got now, mm -hmm. as crazy as it seems for some people, mm -hmm. 
has engaged more people. Look at look at the look who's running. Everybody thinks they can run now. Everybody, from yeah. Schultz to the Rock to this one, it's opened the playing field. Mm-hmm. And it's it's incredible. In a sense, it's good, and it's kind of bad because it's going to be hard to. How do you filter through all these people? Mm-hmm. But I love Tulsi Gabbard because, A, she's not afraid to say things that may not be popular. And she's in, both these women are anti-war. What happened mm-hmm. to the anti-war movement? Mm-hmm. It's gone. I remember in the 80s, Ed Asner, um, um, all these great actors and activists. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were standing strong. We were strong about anti-war. So you're too young to have marched like the I watched the Vietnam yeah you you were too young but and I did it very but I young, watched but it I watched it but I, I felt it I felt mm-hmm. the you know, Martin Luther King all mm-hmm. Robert Kennedy yeah John you were Kennedy. you were I still cried about that JFK mm-hmm. it still hurts me mm-hmm. we would have a very different world today mm-hmm. if a certain select group of people with power and privilege did not take it upon themselves to murder mm-hmm. and frame other people for it. Mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald mm-hmm. didn't do it. He was a patsy. He was also a double agent for the CIA and the FBI. He ratted out the CIA operations and they and got so who arrested. Did it? Um, according to certain players, there were like eight shooters. They were not going to take a chance with one. One was lone gunman. You know, gets off three shots. Yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. This was kind of thing that, like the Pope, you know, if you missed out, he has a Pope mobile. So they couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. And um, there were certain people. I mean, you know, it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, a handful of people take credit for the shot. But it came from the front. It was a conspiracy. But you can be sure that when they quickly tell you, okay, it's one person, it's go away, everything, that they're covering up mm-hmm. something because they don't want people asking questions. And the mm-hmm. whole concept of conspiracy theorist. Oh, what are you, a conspiracy theorist? That whole... <laughs> term as a, as, a, as a negative, you know, as a pejorative mm-hmm. term, was designed after they realized that a lot of mom and pop investigators would be like, wait a minute, this bullet, how could it have gone through, see, we've even done all this and that and not have a scratch on it. Wait a minute, how could this, this doesn't add up. How could, wh- where, why was Lee Harvey Oswald at the theater way over there? How did they know that he was there? Like, there was too many things. Mm-hmm. Sirhan Sirhan, you know, come on. He was a mind control person. You know, look up MK Ultra. They, they have people there to take the fall, but they mm-hmm. don't care. They're not going to leave it to some crazy person. They got the real shooters backing up. And you know who talks about that? Jesse Ventura. He's another one I really like. Jesse Ventura, a wrestler. He speaks more truth to power. He was in there. He was a governor. He understands the way the game works. He's living in Mexico now. Isn't that interesting? He has to live in Mexico because he's not free enough. So I like Tulsi Gabbard because she calls it as she sees it. I, I look, I like defense. I like good, strong aerospace companies. I like good drugs, pharmaceuticals. I used to be asthmatic. I, I, I could have died without my inhaler. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where I want your service. I do not want to be enslaved by you. Mm-hmm. I do not want to pay $400 a month. Oh, don't worry, your insurance pays for it. Guess what? I don't want my insurance to pay $400 a month for something that costs you 80 cents to make. I don't. I don't think that that is fair. It's, you know, things in Cuba, you can get an operation for $5,000 that costs $500,000. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, enough is enough. 
-hmm. You know, somehow people don't care if they destroy certain industries, but another one's, oh, but those are jobs. Come on. When are we going to evolve? There's enough, there, there's enough space on this planet for everyone. So why all this and why not run? Because I think I have more freedom from the sidelines than somebody who has to spend 70% of their time fundraising. I can't stand asking for okay, money. Okay, so you just, you're going to... I can barely gonna, stand people asking me for money. <laughs> much so you're going to so support. You're going to get behind your candidates and you're going to yeah, support. Yeah, if I can. But even then, it's sketchy because if you get behind one, then five other go, well, come talk to me for my people because mm -hmm. I'm a communicator. Ultimately, right. I love to get out there and reach you. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, 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 you, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, I feel like I can, I can talk to people because we, ha we share a, a, a language. We share something that it's, it's, a, it's an invisible bond, human beings. You have people creaming no, no. that how amazing you are. Pete, is, is there anybody who has anything that they want to... No um, questions. Okay, no questions. They're and too much in shock. They're, mm -hmm. they're too much. I'm talking right. too much crapola. Okay, okay, so typical actor stuff. So, so let's get back to the yeah. actor thing. We, yeah. We've done the act, the actorvism. Let's get back to the to the actor thing for a minute. How did you get? How did you get? Uh, bad boys. How did how did that break happen? Oh my god! I tell this story. Some of you might have heard it before. I've never heard it, and I've heard um, a lot of your stuff, but I haven't heard it. Yeah, I just want to finish one last thing about okay, the activism. Yes, yes. I thought instead of talking about myself, which. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever heard an actor going on and on about themselves. <laughs> I can shine a light that is almost unduly shown upon me mm -hmm. to something that needs attention. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just find that the older you get, the more spiritual class you acquire. This is a hope. A you, you're saying the you, but that's not necessarily so. But it you're is right. But, you, I, but hopefully, but people yes. in general, mm -hmm. age tends to, uh, you know. Hopefully. Yeah, it's not everyone mm -hmm. that's older gets it. But so I just wanted to not let it all be about me. And I know there's so much need in this world. Why can't I just divert some of that attention to something that really matters? Mm -hmm. Because I think who we date and what we wear, I mean, unless you're in the fashion industry and even then, give it a rest, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I got upset when the Oscars became more about who you were taking and what you were wearing than, than, than the quality of the performances. Mm -hmm which are arguable anyway, mm -hmm. but it became like, okay, it became okay to talk about, so what are you wearing? Let's go to a fashion show for that. Mm -hmm. why, why, did, why did the arts become so superficial? Why does entertainment reporting become so kind of sordid? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you want to you know, leak a sex tape out, now you're famous. It's like, why are we, why are we paying attention? Because we're being led by the nose and we're, and, and you know, it's, it, it just makes me so upset to see how little truly important things get attention that I'm like, oh, don't talk about me and my whatever. Let's look over here. So that's why I became an activist. And now I have to wonder if I'm not spreading myself too thin. Mm. If you have too many causes, people mm. like don't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to focus kind of thing. You know, if you want what, to so what's pass your a bill. focus on now? Well, it's, it's, it's multiple, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, Entertainment industry parody, meaning um, I'd like to play human beings every once in a while. This is a, this People is a, ask me all the time, what role would you like to play the most? And I, I hate to say, someone like me. Someone that's nice. you know, kind of complicated and, and not about one thing only and not a stereotype. You know, it's somebody who's... Not a Latino, just a man. Yeah, just a man who happens to be Latino, okay? But I don't yeah. focus around the way, how am I going to Latinoize this? <laughs> 
Let me do this Latino. Like, come on. You don't think about, am I going to do this white way or, or the Jewish way or whatever? Or, I'm going to be an American. And I just find that so much of, you know, our soundtrack is guitars, trumpets, and congas. Literally. There was a time where every time I saw myself on screen, is that so? <laughs> Bad boys, you know. That's the Latino soundtrack. Yeah, but in La Bamba, it got rock and roll. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who do you love? At least I got a cool soundtrack. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel that my job, along with others, like you know, many, many people out there. I don't want to name some and then not the others. Right. But they're here lending their humanity so that the rest of the society the rest of society doesn't fear us you know we are not the other it's so easy to go is there still yeah. is there still that in the world for you if do people you don't know fear? what i do for yeah. a living yeah can you see that it, in people's eyes yeah there's a there's a shift mm -hmm. there's a shift and the shift comes in like but you don't but actually you don't really look you know, right now I got my hair kind of longish. You know, kind of I got my like you know Mendocino coast. You know, I look kind of surfer dude. You know, like, so you it's do cool. look kind of surfer dude. But when I have a mustache or short yes. cropped uh -huh. hair, and I have that you know that Latino look, you know, I'm a police officer. You know, or Ozark. Ozark. Oh my God, oh my we God. have to talk about that. Oh my God. Oh my Good God. stories from it. So yeah, I just want us to. Not, I don't always want to play a cartel guy. I don't mm. always want to kill nice people. Or be a cop. You don't need cop, to always be yeah. a cop. But, but mm. those, you know, there's certain professions. The Irish went through it. The Italians mm. went through it. You know, mm. the Jewish are going to be the, the accountant or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has their tropes, you know, their, right. their, their stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So I just want to broaden it. You know, Italians went from being, you know, the gangsters mm -hmm. to being full-on Americans when, you know, Pacino and De Niro mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Brando, even though he's not Italian, it's just <laughs> old names. Anyway, when, when you know, it became okay. Mm -hmm. Ameri Italian-Americans became part of the, the American family. Where did hey. that happen? You're absolutely right. Saturday Night Fever, yeah. Moonstruck. I mean, yeah. these movies humanize absolutely. the culture, and then it's not so them against us. And it has not happened in the Latino... Not fully. Although, look what Norman Lear is doing. Oh, My friend wonder. Norman Lear with Love One him. Day at a Time. 90 how much? Right, 96. He is 96. Unstoppable. He is unbelievable. We went to his office. He, he was literally... At the, he had a meeting before we were there. He had a, he was oh. going to another one at me. It like it oh, never. No. He he's had a not. box of shows. He's still pitching. I mean, he's I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. But he made one day at a time, and he revamped it yes. as a Latino version. Yes. And it's going into season and three. It's Justina Machado, who is amazing, and my mm -hmm. friend, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, uh, Miss. Uh, Kelly? Miss, no, Miss... Oh, uh, oh Rita Moreno. Miss, yeah, oh, my God. No, and you won her award. Miss Egot. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Emmy, yes. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. I, mean, I saw you know. her on Broadway in the Ritz. She was amazing. She's, but but you won... You, but you won. know she's more Jewish than Puerto Rican now, right? <laughs> she's pregnant. You, you, she, her, her husband's Jewish. And, and she, you won the um, the Rita Moreno... I won something. Ola Award. Something. Answer. Yes, oh the, God. the Hispanic... God, you do your homework, you see? That's why <laughs> but you, you also won a Lifetime Achievement Award, which is yes. uh, for, for... Old people. <laughs> but but no. you, you won it as a young man. I did, I for, so. for, for your For your actor. Activism. And, uh, and um, yeah, that's... So, so, so to bring it back to the beginning... Okay, so go back. So how'd boys, you get Bad Boys? I used up... I, I, are you in New, are you New, in York, New York at the New York time? City. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was actually the superintendent of the tenement, the walk-up tenement that I was living in. Wow, was where? The super. 
on 11th Street between 1st and 2nd. Oh. By Veneros, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Italian the Italian pastry. Oh, pastry, oh yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Black Forest, the German glaze, you know, the, the German cakes. Oh. And I had this audition for this movie. It's oh my God, bad boys. Yes, of course, the bad guy. You <laughs> rapes Ali Sheedy's character, who I didn't know her name at the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, I read the script. I'm going, God, he's such a bad guy. But, oh. but it's a good script. I mean, it's got a good movie. It's gripping, you know. And, uh, was Sean Penn? Was, no, he, I didn't he even was, know who no, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. That was his third that movie. Was, that was before uh, Fast Times? Was it before Fast Times? We went to see Fast Times at the theater together. Me and him. Stop! And he saw it, and I saw him watch himself, which was fascinating because I'd never seen an actor watch themselves in a movie before. But did he like himself? He was mesmerized. He was just oh my god! I'm very focused. You get dogged him. He was, he was, How old were you guys? I like, was 19. He was 22. Oh my god! Brilliant, brilliant actor. Complicated, you know. Um, very complicated. Yeah, uh, you know, but I've, I've, we, 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 interesting relationship. We see each other after many years. It's like eh. And then after five minutes, it kind of feels like, I'm, I feel like the awkward guy. It's hard to imagine you as the awkward guy. I'm the awkward Is guy. it hard to imagine? I'll tell you why. Because I'm an empath. I'm not into just, you know, hey, we're, we've made it. I'm in the cool group. I like, you, you know, want to get in there. I'm, yeah, I like the uncomfortable questions or I'm just, I'm, I think I'm a little too human for some people or just. Well, you're awkward. very passionate, very. and you're also, you are an open, but I, I love the fact, I wasn't expecting this at all, but I love mm. the fact that you are so open and so emotional. Oh, oh my very gosh. passionate. I know. I guess yeah. this is a good living to make, right? If you have you're doing the right thing. You're doing so, the right thing. So, uh, I, I, I see this character, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I even want to do this, man. This is like Why? Oh, bad. bad boy. Yeah. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's like being Jewish and only being offered roles as Shylock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like being, you know, black and only being, you know, being, you know, the murderer. Right, the bad right. Guy. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, okay, let me see. And then I thought, okay, well, I can give this guy another dimension. Because he's not bad because he's Latino. His brother was killed by Sean's character. So it's, it's, you know, he's not bad innately. Mm-hmm. It's his rage mm-hmm. that he's lost his beloved little brother, beautiful little brother. Mm-hmm. So he's, so I said, okay, I, I get an angle on this guy. He's not just a bad guy. So it, Can I ask you a question quickly? I'm sorry mm-hmm. to digress, yeah. but. I've been do doing you, it the whole time. Do, do you find the thing to love, do you love your character? Do you find the thing to embrace and love? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about what that is in the Ozark character in a minute. But first, let's oh, yeah. stay with bad boys. So. So, uh, with Bad Boys, for those who care, um, I went to this audition and um, I got in there. And it's like, you know, some like 1650 Broadway or some sort of like, you know, downtown address. Mm-hmm. And you're up there. I remember 1650 Broadway. Oh, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Maybe not that exact one, but. Or maybe it was 1650 Avenue of the Americas. Anyway. But I the point is, you're yeah. in this room. Mm-hmm. With every big, bad, oh. beautiful, ugly, tough. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I'm looking around. I'm going, what the hell am I doing here? Even that guy with the muscles and the and the braid. Remember when the karate thing was a little yeah. braid that they used to have, the little braid, you know, with the little the the, the, the Asian like rice hat and the field hat, you know, the guy with the vest and muscles on his muscles, and I was like. And you're 19 19. No, I was, I think, 18 oh at the time. God. Yeah, no. Just about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 19. Yeah. And and I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. And I'm like, 
damn it, I used up my money for the subway. I need to, you know, I, I was living on $2 a day in New York in those days when you could live on 2 to $3 a day. Pizza was a quarter a slice oh, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. 50 by that point. Mm-hmm. The point is, I'm like, why did I bother? And I'm looking at just everybody. And one guy's voice was a, yeah. you know, those guys whose voices rumble. <laughs> I can do it only after a certain thing when I get out of breath. You know, if I dry out my vocal cords, all of a sudden I sound like Barry White. And then you know, oh. this guy with AI doing it. Sorry, I just went somewhere yeah. else. Okay, yeah, I was I'm back there with now. You. But post. Yeah. So. I'm thinking, I got to get out of here. This is, I can't believe I wasted my subway money on mm. this. And I just like got up. And they take so long. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm out of here. I'm like, I don't need this. I'm out of here. Why do I play, play some bad guy making my people look bad? So I, I'm going to the elevator. I push down. And, and I look at this down thing. All of a sudden, ding, the down. Do you know how the, the sign down is two lines like this? Mm-hmm. And I just was mesmerized by that. And something inside me said, you're going down. You're going down? Really? You're done? That's it? This is the be- This is what you're going to do for a living? You're going to walk out because you see other people? Wow. Intimidating? You're intimidated? You who got stabbed in your forearm? Okay? By two guys trying to take your cassette tape and you, you never let it go? You, you know, lived in a home for boys, split an open blood can. You a fighter with your mom in the street. You're going to just down? And I got so angry at myself. Hmm. I walked back in that room and I said, yes. I said, no. No, and I remembered how the character was written. It was cobra-like, panther-like. And inside, I just hypnotized myself. I became a caged panther. Wow. Back and forth. And I looked at everyone in that room and I imagined myself ripping them to shreds. <gasps> I imagined myself. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was just like. And by the time they called me into that room, I had a fucking attitude. Wow. And I was just. <sighs> All right. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Can we do this? <laughs> you just kept it. It just. <sighs> And I did my thing. I did what I want to do. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. And I walked out. And I never looked back. And I never thought about it again. I said, you know what? I did what I had to do. I did my best. I'm not going to sit there by the phone like some, oh, I hope they call me. Oh, my God. Did they call? Did they call? No, no, no. You did what you could do. There's nothing more for you to do. Wow. Go on. Move on. That's what I tell actors. Move on. As long as you did your best, Move on. Oh, Samantha, I hope you're watching. It's my daughter. their job after that to figure out that you're the best one for it, if they can. Mm. If they don't, that's their problem. Okay? Mm. Moving on. Love that. Didn't hear back. <laughs> Didn't hear now, back. Oh, wait, now Got you, no are, feedback. Are you, are you, are you able to do that? Are you, st- are you still yeah, able to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. There you are times really where you, oh, you have to. You don't, you don't hold on. You never go, oh, fuck. <sighs> you don't do the, oh, fuck, I'm sitting by the phone thing? No. 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 Yay. No, why? Okay, so what happened? Why? They're going to call you. If they want you, they'll let you know. I love this. You don't have to bug them. That's like, you know, that's desperate time. Well, no, I don't mean actually doing anything. No, I just I mean waiting. The waiting. The waiting is the hardest part. Waiting is... is what can waiting can waiting get you further? Absolutely no. no. End of story. Move on. I love play that. with yourself. Do something else. So what, so what? So what happened? How long did it take? I don't know. I just I never heard back. Okay, a month or two later. Wow. Isai, um, 
good news, you're in first position for that movie you auditioned for last month. Like, what? First position? What does that mean? You know, like, well, they're looking at certain people, but you're the top of their list. I'm like, really? Yeah. A movie movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then I was waiting by the phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I'm like, wow. And, you know, I was a superintendent of that building because that's the only way I got a, I got a deal on the apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, and they broke into the apartment, stole my stereo and stuff. Oh. Like, it was a thing. I had roommates. It was, but once I got that movie, you know, I went off to do Did it. Did you have to do a callback? No. No callback? No, I don't think so, no. Wow. No, they finally, they, I can't recall to be honest with you, but I don't think so. I think they, they saw what they needed to see. Mm-hmm. Did your life change from that? A little bit, mm-hmm. but not what I thought. And that's what I was going to tell you earlier, when other people promise you the world and stuff. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, you're thinking, oh God, I got to go uphill, uphill, mm-hmm. uphill, until my big break. Once I get my big break, people will discover the greatness of me. Mm-hmm. Like everybody who knows me, right? They all love you. Hey, you should be an actor. You should do this. And then it'll be smooth sailing. I won't have to, you know, it won't be uphill anymore. It'll be down. It'll be coasting. It'll be easy peasy. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. It still isn't. Mm-hmm. It's still not easy. Just today, I had to go in and mm-hmm. do a little tap dance on a producer's session for Did a you really? That they should have mm-hmm. offered me. Mm-hmm. My network that like my agent's like, you want to work at this network? I'm like, listen, I got a daughter. Mm-hmm. I will do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. get in the running. Mm-hmm. Whether we decide to do it or not, okay, I'll, I'll get in there. Because there was a time where I got, my ego was, a, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to audition for that. I mean, come on, don't they know what I can do? Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for how many years? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to audition for that? Then I remember Meryl Streep auditioned for some stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando did a screen test for, for The Godfather. Did he really? They didn't want him. Did he really? He had to do it. He was right, like, he's, and he's yeah. the one that did that he to his cheeks. Yeah, 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 he did that. Yeah, right? he did. He, mm-hmm. the, he's the, you know, the genius of Marlon was mm-hmm. that, you know, life informed his work. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell, I tell actors who say, what should I do? I say, learn to love and love to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it, it all informs your work. Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay, so tell, tell us about so, La Bamba. How did that happen? Oh my gosh, La Bamba, I read this script, brought me to tears, and I saw my name on it. I'm like, oh my God. Talk I, about another bad guy. I've Holy never seen well, But he has a nice resurrection. Well, here's the thing. He wasn't bad for being bad. He was mm-hmm. troubled. Mm-hmm. And the, again, people aren't bad. Their issues are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the way they handle them. You found the thing to love about them. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. It's, it's a humanity. thing to love about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. And Lord, the people who know me go, you're not easy, so I, you know, it's like, <laughs> really, I try, I really try, I go out of my way so much so that I think it, it turns some people off. If you're too nice, <laughs> if you're too accommodating, they want a little of the badass. People like I think that's gone out of style. I think bad boys have gone out of style. Yeah. And they have for me. No, well, <laughs> you've grown up, okay? So you know that bad boys have bad issues and mm-hmm. problems but when you're a young gal mm-hmm. or young guy out there and you like the bad yeah. girl you know but when 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 you don't have the experience in life a bad boy or girl seems like a challenge mm-hmm. seems like oh, oh yeah oh i love the bad boys i can fix that mm-hmm. or i can make that work in my favor mm-hmm. you know that'll protect me because mm-hmm. i wonder why do young people go for the you know I mean, little boys, why do they like wrestling so much? I, that always, I loved it when I was 10. 
Then I grew out of it. And I don't understand the thing. But I see adults, families, kids, moms, dads. It's like, what's the attraction? You know it's fake. What's the attraction? And it hit me. My theory. Okay. Is that these people are seeing, like the same with the rich and famous, lifestyles of the rich and famous. What was the, why are we obsessed with people, with billionaires? Oh, I'm, I have a lot of money. You know, people I know have a lot of money. They don't tell you, I got a lot of money. Okay? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So it's because the public is obsessed with what they can't have, mm. with what they don't have. Mm. And what do little boys not have? Power. Mm. What do women who want equal pay and equal, they want power, financial and political, right? Even physical power. Look at the movies. When I saw, Dark Angel with Jessica Alba that made her a star. Mm -hmm. I was upset because I can't stand seeing these things where women are fighting off 10 men. I'm going, why? Why is that your idea of a strong woman when women's strengths are beyond the physical? Mm -hmm. It's the women's strength is here, here. You know, it's the ethereal. Why put them down to our level? Why is this? I don't know. I don't watch resolve things. Movies, so. I, it just it it bothers me when I see people go. Well, we don't have enough strong women, and I'm like going, Oh my God! There were strong women all around. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to focus on them or, or on them unless they beat you up, unless they hit you, unless they're as violent as men. We're trying men not to be violent. We're trying to get men to be less violent. How is women joining that kind of milieu? So I I I don't like groupthink. Mm -hmm. The minute everybody did roller skates, I was done with mine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like okay, okay, it's a fad. I don't want, I don't want to seem like I'm following a fad. And, and okay, so let's get back yeah. to Labamba. Tell me about Labamba. <laughs> How'd you get Labamba? I'm getting you back on track now. They I wanted me to audition for Richie, and I wanted the part of Bob. Really? And I could have done Richie. I think I could have been a good Richie. I could have sung my songs too, you know. But um, wow. But Bob had my name on it, and mm. it was a combination of my own father. Mm. And the real Bob, that's who I portrayed, the combination, the rage, the pain. Mm -hmm. um, this was a person who grew up without his father, mm -hmm. who had a stepfather, and who felt not favored. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I felt like, you know, the kid whose society didn't favor because all these other looking people got mm -hmm. the good guy parts, got mm -hmm. the heroes. So I identified with my character on a variety of levels. Mm -hmm. I tanned every day. I, I let my, my facial hair grow. Yeah, you totally changed your look you know? for that. The mustache. I, I, yeah, I lifted a mm -hmm. few some weights. Mm -hmm. I got the attitude, and I learned the difference between Chicanos and other Latinos. How, what's that? Well, it's it's a whole other you know psyche. Mm -hmm. You know, this where we're sitting was Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm from New York. That wasn't Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. There's a difference when you're a child of immigrants mm -hmm. and when you're here, part of a culture that predated the one that's predominant. Mm -hmm. And there's a second class citizenship kind of feeling, even though your people were here first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a certain kind of pride. And there's a lot more. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I cannot begin to represent all mm -hmm. the richness of the Mexican American mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. But I knew enough to respect it, mm -hmm. and I knew the differences in the speaking patterns. You know, mm. you know, like uh, like New Yorkans have more Afro-Cuban Jewish Italian. Okay, accents. I just met a New Yorkan. Um, 
Felix Solis. Do you know Felix? Oh, I love him. Oh, me too. Wonderful. He was. I. Oh God, he's going to be in the living room with Candy Good. Clark at the end of the month. I Good. love I did him. This play. But New York Puerto Ricans have this thing, kind of like what in Carlito's way out Pacino talks. How you doing? You know? Right, right. What's up? And it's a New York thing that has influences of Jewish. It has influences of black. <laughs> What's up? How you doing, papi? It has influence of Latino. It has influence of Italian. Hey, how you doing? Right, right. So, and the Irish, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. All of that is New Yorkian. That's right. like when J-Lo talks or, you know, mm -hmm. certain people, they, they have a certain, you know, yes. there's a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It's very New York. Mm -hmm. Chicanos in East LA, that's different. Because it's, it's a different type of Spanish that is spoken. Mm. So it's a different clip. What's up, huh? Wow, I'm hearing Ahora it. Pues, it's Chicanismo, way. And it's a whole different thing. Wow. You know, I'm from San Pedro, huh? Mm. Don't even, you know? There's a great joke. This is, what do you call an Irish girl with one leg shorter than the other? What? Eileen. Ah! Pete! Yeah. And then this is terrible. This is terrible. Forgive okay. me. What do you call a Japanese girl with one leg shorter than the other? What? Irene. Ooh. There. Now, what do you call a Chicana with one leg shorter than the other? What? Not even. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> you had to get to it to get no, to No, but that. I'm saying I remember watching mm. my fellow Puerto Rican actors doing guest shots as, mm. as Chicano gangbangers. I'm like, dude, you sound like you're from New York. Come on, man. You can't just roll in there with your stuff without doing the homework. Wow. I mean, look at Anthony Quinn. Irish Mexican. Anthony Quinn. Beloved by the Greek community. Well, I mean, Zorba the Greek is... Beloved. Zorba. Yeah. I mean, but why? Because he took their... He, mm -hmm. he, he brought pride and, and nobility to mm -hmm. their character. Mm -hmm. He did not caricaturize them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think in, in, in La Bamba, even though it got close to it with the histrionics and the emotions, mm -hmm. it came from a real place, you know? Mm -hmm. $500 in prizes, you know? There's a Chicano pride there, mm -hmm. and I've heard it. I've felt it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's something that um, I'm honored, honored to, to be a part of that community. And I, I assume that one changed your life. It helped. But you know, the funny thing about changing the life, the life doesn't change it's as quickly Every, as you think. Everything is temporary too, right? Yeah, and it changes for a bit and then it goes mm -hmm. back to the usual. Mm -hmm. You know, the Latino wave. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about waves, they come and they go. Mm -hmm. You know, they ebb, they flow. Mm -hmm. And um, we still have a lot of work to do to kind of like, you know, people talk about diversity and diversity has become like a bad word. Mm -hmm. But I call it, I, I'd rather call it true-versity because mm -hmm. it's, it's about being true mm -hmm. to, you know, because I, I hate seeing all this cast or all that mm -hmm. like if it's like you know right we're gonna do an all latino version of, i'm like come on or i hate seeing where here's the token black person oh let's put an indian guy there and an asian and then a latino and it's like okay everybody happy now okay go away mm -hmm. if it doesn't if it's not organic it doesn't feel right mm -hmm. now what felt right was things like even though i didn't see it fast and the furious that was a multicultural thing, but it didn't feel like they were put there because of that. Okay, it, so here's look at that hit. I saw Jason Butler Horner, your your co-star on Ozark on Broadway mm -hmm. recently in Bernhard Hamlet. His wife, now that's taking place a long time ago, his wife they cast a black woman, mm -hmm. an African American woman. And you can do that in theater though. In New York, you've the always way, been able to Jason do that. Jason was 
beyond brilliant. He was so great in it. But I have to say, I, I saw the first preview. I could not get past that that did not work for me. In that time, right. in that place, that never would have happened. And I could not forget it. And it's weird because it feels imposed. It was imposed. But we're going to be politically correct and we're going to do this. No, Which is didn't. why a lot of right-wingers can't stand when we lefties get hypercritical of every little thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody talks about, oh, that's a microaggression, I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Microaggression, mm -hmm. by definition. What is the definition of micro? Something so small, it's almost mm -hmm. insignificant. Right. It's petty by definition. Mm -hmm. It's like, really, microaggressions? Now, it's another thing if you're saying passive-aggressive, mm -hmm. but a microaggression means you're parsing hairs. You're like, you're splitting, like, you're looking for something to complain. And mm -hmm. I think that we're, we're at a point now where we've, you know, toxified masculinity so much that all masculinity is toxic almost. And I, I, I think that that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I, think I that agree with you. Young men, especially mm -hmm. young boys, need to know what is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, when is okay to be strong? You know, when is it okay to, you know... To be soft. To, to, to be a man. And, and, and what is being a man? And, you know, a lot of times we're imprisoned by our own societal, you know... Mm -hmm. Boundaries. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. and, you know, when a lot of people ask you, but tell me how you really feel. No, I want you to open up. Tell me, tell me your feelings. And then when we start doing it, they're like, "Hi, ready, all right, ready." I mean, yeah, God, you don't shut up. I just saw Ty Babylonia. Does it, okay, I, I, like, is what? there anything with Ty Babylonia? Do you know Ty? She, Are you kidding me? The ice skater? Yes. Oh my God. I, Ty, Ty is a friend. Her. I adore her. She, Ty, she's, I've been a fan. I mean, I was just. Oh, there you are. There, she's there. Um, Lib okay, Liberty DeFito, drummer Philly Joel, all those oh my years, God, all those Joel. iconic Liberty's friend. Um, oh my God, you know um, everybody. Yeah, um, we have. So oh my God, you guys are famous. Oh, Can I get no. your autographs? <laughs> so please. So all right. So so let's get to Ozark because we, you know. I have questions too. Yes, oh, good. Okay, go ahead. Whatever you want to fit in. No, yeah, no, go. Uh, John O'Donnell, he wants to know your opinion of reality television mm. and has social media helped your career? Oh my mm. God. Social media has hurt my career. What? How? I have a theory. I can't prove this. But when I started doing Facebook, I was doing it to practice my writing. Because I'm not a natural writer. I, I rip up everything. Cause then, but if I'm communicating with people, mm -hmm. I like to put my ideas on, you know, if, especially arguing politics or science <laughs> or whatever. You know, I were defending people or whatever. And then I noticed my numbers were growing. And it's okay. But... I noticed that I don't use social media to promote myself. I should. I know. I know. I'm just bad, bad celebrity. Um, <laughs> I promote things I think are important that we should all think about. Causes. Causes mm -hmm. or just knowledge that is suppressed because mm -hmm. the media is filled with this country is the most brainwashed country in the world with the exception of, you know, um, North Korea, although they know they're being brainwashed to some extent. We don't. That's the difference. Everything's filtered, so we're, we're controlled. So I put stuff that you don't get every day. So my stances on vaccines, my stances on uh, Monsanto, GMOs, health, you know, politics. I just, I put that out. But I noticed that after certain issues, being GMOs and vaccines, my reach got cut. Oh. A few years ago, I went to Thailand to make a little movie. Okay, not exactly, you know, top of the food okay. chain type of movie, but, mm -hmm. oh, you know, mm -hmm. and 
I was posting there, especially on my days off and in between scenes, a lot. Mm-hmm. My reach went from the low millions to 17 and a half million. Wow. My reach. Wow. wow. I come back to the United States and overnight. Wait, wait, what? Done. Why? Look what I post about. We have in this nation certain sets of people that are so powerful that they can stop fires before it burns down their lucrative businesses. Mm. And if they flood the market with enough disinformation, people forget the truth that came out. Mm. And so my likes have plateaued for years now at 250,000, 253, that's it. And they just, they don't move up. And I hired somebody at one point, but at, at that point, it just went like this. And then anything I get from certain people, if I, if I post one reach, two. Yeah, but that, okay, but that's... The algorithm. That, right? Yeah, but that's the algorithm being affected, which happens to me all the time. Like right now, I'm watching like how many people have been on here at certain times, and I'm telling you, I know from watching the numbers, mm-hmm. just glancing, mm-hmm. that there were at least a thousand people live with us. And I'm telling you, when I turn this off, it's going to say 250. Because every month, no matter it what, no happen. matter how, they just fuck with the numbers. It says just, zero reach on some, and yeah. then there's 40 comments. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. So, but how I many know, comments do we have here? I mean, like, forget about but it. But what I know is that I have more people that know who I am and like my work than mm-hmm. our big Facebook or Twitter or, you know, especially mm-hmm. the older crowd. Right. So... I can't get jobs, I can't compete against somebody else who was on a certain show that I know and I like. This person's really cool, but mm-hmm. he's got two, three million people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got 250,000, mm-hmm. guess what they're going to hire? Mm-hmm. That person. And that's the crazy part, is that the casting directors are looking at this stuff, right? Not just the casting directors. I'm talking about like Shonda Rhimes level. Oh, is that so? I'm saying they see that and it's like, boom. You know, wow. I, you can't blame them to some extent because mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, you know. It's drawing a lot of attention to the show. Yeah, sure. they it's want, helping their numbers, of course. They have a lot of pressure to yeah. get numbers. So yeah. I, I get it. But what a friend of mine who was talking to somebody who was talking to her or somebody who works with her. Mm-hmm. And Why did you go with this guy? And they go, well, you know, this person has, you know, two million Twitter, Twitter followers. I'm sorry. That's just so I sad. never buy mine anyway. I don't boost posts or right. anything like that. There's another reason they don't like me. I don't pay. Right. I'm like, excuse me, you make money off of me and my, like, my content and my fans? And you want me to pay you on top of that? No, thank you. In any case, um, I don't buy. You know, there's people right. that buy followers. Right. You know? Half right. of oh, Justin yes. Bieber's followers for a while were numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, They blur out my show, and I know it's on purpose. They blur out the show because I don't buy Facebook ads. Yeah. I mean, and I know. They just fuck with the video. Yeah, the- I don't appreciate that. It's like if, if it's a real platform, then let it be. You know, and uh, so I, I just said that on Facebook. So, oh, so a friend we'll of mine says, next week. <laughs> another friend of mine says, well, listen, you know what? You know how many followers like Madonna or such and such, you know, uh, uh, this other person mm-hmm. have? They got 50 million or 25 million, but their last records didn't do that well. So uh, you can't. So they're basing it just on, it doesn't even matter what your career is. It's all about what's going on on social media. Oh, uh, partially. I mean, your career, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your career has been. Mm-hmm. Because if your career is hot, it's hot. You know, right. you're doing good right. stuff. But, you know, Ozark. Ozark has done more for me in, in, as far as getting me love from people mm-hmm. than anything since La Bamba. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's talk about Ozark. So, uh, wow, what a storyline that was. Um, Amazing. So now, was that something that you were handed? How did that happen? How'd you get the part in Ozark? Oh. Do you have enough time? Uh-huh. 
Okay. Jason Bateman, I knew growing up, kind of like. Really? Yeah, before he was very famous. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he's done some stuff, but mm -hmm. he lived on the west side, my friends and I. We kind of partied together. Wow. We were like tight, tight friends, right. but I respected him. Mm -hmm. He respected me. He got married to a gal that I knew, wonderful gal, Amanda Enka, Paul's daughter. Oh, nice. Amazing couple. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I knew her before she knew him, that kind of thing. I was like, I felt like, well, and then when I saw them again, you know, through the years, I was like, hey, yeah, hi. Years and years go by. I hear this show called Ozark. Mm -hmm. Now, my agents will deny this. One of them, did, they, they, they don't know who it was that told me this, but I remember being told I was told I was too old for the part. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I'm out there. So I'm not I, sure what that means when it's a drug pin. I mean, like, what, they, they, whatever. They saw somebody maybe 10 years younger, whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, but no, but, but what do you mean too old? I mean, if I shave, mm -hmm. um, you know, I could darken the hair. I mean, like, I, I can play younger. Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work. I said, listen, you know what? Let them know that I'm old friends with Jason and that I'd like to, you know, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. They go, okay, but you'll have to put yourself on tape. Okay, I'll put myself on tape. So I have on this very phone about 20 or 30 auditions of the Ozark character <gasps> that I did on my own phone what? with a friend late at night. Uh-huh. Then I was like, ah, I don't know, it's too... I did it again with my assistant and, and her daughter and son. And I, you know, 20 other takes of that stuff. And then something I said to me, I said to myself, I can't take a chance with this. I really, I want to really, really hone this thing. So I went and hired a guy who had a studio mm -hmm. with cameras, tiny little place. And he, that's the studio, and you do, you know, professional quality audition. Right. right. They know I took it seriously. Mm -hmm. And I kind of missed, messed with the lighting. I put the light, be if I have two lights from behind me, I get very ugly, very menacing. You know? uh -huh. Thank you for the kind comments, but homie can get ugly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like, well, know, I ain't never seen it. So. Yeah, trust me. Okay. So I put the lights so that. I, I know you can get menacing. That menacing. I know. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, so. Yeah. so Menacing. Yes. There you go. Put the light behind me for mm -hmm. the, the second scene. So the two scenes I had were the first scene where he runs into him, mm -hmm. you know, the first entrance, mm -hmm. and then the scene right before he's about to kill mm -hmm. Bruce, mm -hmm. where he asks, he goes, "How did you do it?" You know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I did that and spent <laughs> a good afternoon doing that. And I mean, wow. I even used a real gun. Wow. I. Um, I went all out. I wanted mm -hmm. them to know I took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Then I get it. three times they were asking for the tapes, and I was late. And, oh. <clears throat> Finally gave them a tape. Finally heard back. They like, they like what you did. You're in the running. Then I hear, okay, you're gonna get the offer. I'm like, oh, you're gonna get the offer, great. Then I, you know, get the offer. Then I'm like, okay, now we have to work on this. Um, you know, they go, well, it's, it's a recurring character. It's not like a regular. I'm like, it's not just a recurring character. It is a linchpin character. Hell yeah. This, it's without, the one that everybody remembers and talks about. But it's, without that character, there is no show. You yes. know, it's not like, oh, yeah, he just came in and did something. It's not an interchangeable character. Right. He is germane to the story. Though. Absolutely. So I fought and doubled that and still didn't get one. <laughs> my rate, whatever that is, but... You know, like they were like, thank your union. I'm like, oh, mm. damn it. 
So any case, I get the call from Jason. And I was playing golf at the time. Had you not spoken to him directly to, to this point? Okay. Because no. one of the things you don't want to do is go, hey, buddy, hey, I hear you're casting the part. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm not that guy. I'm right. too, I have too much pride to like, you know, say, hey, put me in your movie. No, I want to audition like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you, you get it, then I'll go. Mm-hmm. So to make a long story just that much shorter, mm-hmm. um, he tells me, yeah, listen, yeah, it's great. I think, you know, welcome aboard. It was oh. wonderful. I go, really? Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, your audition was incredible. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. And even the lighting. Oh, he noticed. I felt like a girl when like, you say, did you cut your hair? <laughs> you noticed. Oh, I was totally That's like, so great. dude, yes. He goes, no. I said, so it was good. He goes, it was head and shoulders above the rest. I'm like, wow. I won't, for, won't forget that, head and shoulders. So, you know. Jason's younger than me, but you know he—he's—he's he's a beast. I mean, he directed the first two and the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. He set the whole tone mm-hmm. for that thing. He's amazing. He executive produced. I mean, he once he got his break, he never looked back. You know that the uh, the show that he did that like put him on the map big time. He never looked back, and he's been working hard ever since. And I I, I have a lot of admiration for him because his work his work ethic is insane. And I just want to say to everybody out there though that that is watching that a lot of people watch this show because it is the road take and how you did what you did and what you just described, what you were willing to go through to get what you wanted. Here you are. 30 year career. You've had this whole career. You've worked like, to you there might've been lulls, but it's hard to find them. You've worked very steadily. You're very respected and you did all that that it wasn't enough to put it on your phone. You had to go to the studio, you're thinking of the lighting, you're doing all of that stuff. Preparation, because what is a lock? It's preparation, you know, all yeah. those things, right? Preparation meets uh, opportunity. Uh, I, right, preparation meets opportunity. And, and that's inspiring to know that you're humble enough to do whatever it takes to get what you want. Well, thank you, but I can't take all the credit. This town does humble you. <laughs> this business will humble you if you let it um, but I think there's a good way to be humbled and there's a bad way to be humbled mm. you know the bad way to be humbled is, is to is, be forced but also just to be humbled like I, I yeah I, I, I can't I can't do this no, mm. I'm not you know, then there's the way to be humbled that says you know what it's not all about you but there's something about you that is special and you need to honor I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I just looked like we've been talking for over two hours. And, um, and is there something, Pete? Question. Go ahead. If, uh, one more question. Last question. John Myers. John Myers. If money okay. was no object yeah. and training were no object, what would you do besides acting? Good question. Hi, John. Hi, John. Um, that's a good one, man. There's so many things. I, I love so many things. I used to want to be a marine biologist. I wanted to dive more. I wanted to be a stuntman. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a lawyer. At uh, one point, president. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore. You got to play one on TV. <laughs> there you go. That was a, that was an acme. Um, 
Maybe a therapist. I, I just, you know what it really thrills me? Oh, a massage therapist. I give people massages all the time without them asking. It's just, I'm a very tactile person. You are. I've noticed during this whole thing. I, yeah, I, I, I just like feel it. people's tension and I want to dissolve it. So I think I would be in the healing arts. Ultimately, mm. I think my hands that I adopted, that I inherited from my father, have a healing capacity. Nice. And... Um, and there's something to laying your hands on people. Le- legally, of course. <laughs> Jeffrey Gurlain, I was just talking to someone who's, who did that from, as a child mm-hmm. and has done it all his life. He's healed people with his hands. There's just some, I just feel, you know, when, when, when you, you know, it's all about love at the end of the day. When mm-hmm. you love your fellow human beings as you would yourself, mm-hmm. when you realize that you're somebody's child, you're somebody that somebody fed, that somebody bore, that somebody changed, that somebody did so much for you know you don't take that for granted although I find it easier to love others than I find to love myself of course yeah and that, and that's a natural urge because mm-hmm. who are you with more <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> familiarity familiarity <laughs> breeds content <laughs> yes so um, but I'll tell you one thing there there were times where I uh, I get really down on myself and uh, when I used to smoke certain mm-hmm. herbals I got to a point where I would just I, I couldn't do it anymore I had to stop because all I could think about was everything wrong I'd ever done mm-hmm. everything bad every, every every dream that I didn't do all these promises that I couldn't keep and I was just like talk about half empty it was just and I realized that when you know yourself mm-hmm. you can be brutal and that's you gotta be easy you gotta love yourself you have to be kind to yourself. I would never speak to anyone the way I speak to myself. Isn't it horrible? Never. That's. Yeah. But that's your parents being telling you not to be rude to others, but forgetting that you're 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 someone too mm-hmm. that you should be, at least loving with. Mm-hmm. Be loving with yourself. It's it's it. We've hurt ourselves so many times. Thanks for the answering, Isai, and hi back to you. Hey, Vicky. Yeah, I teach state university, and I'll be showing my students here. It's funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I might also be doing, I might be an acting teacher. Because <laughs> I just love, I love that. Would be, you'd be wonderful at it. I, I'd like to. I'm, I'm considering a movie to direct right now. So. Oh, nice. Have you, have you done anything like that? Very short form. I did a PSA against smoking with my mother. You know, that, that like a, a autobiographical thing when I was a kid. For the CDC, which I kind of like have issues with now for other issues. Um, and I did a 10-minute segment of America's Most Wanted. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, where I was in, too, and I directed, and the people there like, you got to direct more often, you know? But, you know, when you're working, when, when you're making a living at one thing, it's hard to just shift over there unless you've got oodles of standby cash. Mm. And I've never been that kind of actor. I, I had a few good years, mm-hmm. but uh, the 2008, 2010 whole thing, that really just, it, it, it I almost went completely bankrupt. Oh my! You know, I lost over, you know, nearly two million dollars. Oh jeez! And uh, and I borrowed to, to to invest in the Dominican Republic, in a project fronted by our president Donald Trump at the time. But I don't blame him because mm-hmm. the economy turned. Mm-hmm. This was in May two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. I did the biggest investment leap I could. I said I'm going to bet on myself. And the wrong time to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm still recovering from that. Mm. 
So you have to understand when when someone like me invests or a million dollars, mm -hmm. right? It represents three in earnings. Mm -hmm. Because for you to have that money, right, All you will have, have to, to make it. And, uh, and to make it, you have to pay commissions, you have to pay lawyers, you have to pay publicists, you have to pay, you have to buy things, you have to live off of things, you have a family. It's like to have that much aside mm -hmm. represents so much more mm -hmm. that, uh, that it's, uh, yeah. So, so I, am, uh, I, I deal with issues to this day, wondering how much of my daughter's future. Do I invest in my mother's past? Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm the sole learner, you know, because, um, you know, her mom is, that's her job. Mm -hmm. And rightfully so. I mean, you know. I did it with my kids. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, there's no other way to guarantee that they will be as protected as, as they And are. I believe that's why my kids are the kids. People. That's right. That's they had right. a full-time mom. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, Luxury. You, you could be a single parent child and still learn, but it is much harder and you do go through a lot, a lot. So what, what else did you want to talk okay, about? Okay, so Pete, is there anything else before we wrap? Lisa wants to know if I can give her a massage. Uh, I, Come I'll, on you, down. You can give it to me and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> what, what, it really feels good. Someone I want asked, to oh, uh, God. have you written a screenplay that oh. George will be in? Oh my oh. God, I love that. Oh my God. I had a friend named Peter DeGeorge. Um, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with writing. I love good writing. I hate attempting it because I find it, it's, it's, it's the way, the way people feel about me and acting, like, I, they tell me, I, I, I couldn't do what you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you do, I, I just, I, I wouldn't know how to, screenplay writing is mm -hmm. just so, so, such a, a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to like be predictable or boring mm -hmm. or unnecessary or, or disjointed. It's so easy to mess up yeah. mm -hmm. that my hat's off to any and every writer that, that puts out, you know, decent work that we can live off of. I wish, I would like to, I would probably co-write something with somebody who understood structure mm -hmm. and, and uh, dramaturgy. Mm -hmm. more than I do mm -hmm. I'm an instinctive person to me I know if it sounds right I resonate with life mm -hmm. I listen and if something sounds like life mm -hmm. you know when you just sit there and you people watch that sound it's inimitable you know it's just this, mm -hmm. it's the flow of life you know and that to me is what my job as an actor is is to recreate that frequency right. that you forget you're watching someone else and you start identifying you start fitting into one or more of those characters my son is watching. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Would you say hi to Harry, please? Hello, Harry. I'm going to have you say, Isai, I did it again. It's okay. I'll never say it the same way twice. Okay, I'm, Brittany. I'm, I'm, Oops. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, Vicky, I'm going to make him do a video for you. For you Vichy to put says. On, for, you, for you to put on Facebook, I'm going to make you do that because he loves you. Laurel's Harry? dad. Really? Yes, he Thank does. You, Harry. Laurel's dad. I, I'm honored. I'm honored. Anytime there's someone who's not Latino who looks up to me, I'm going to It's like icing on a cake. There are many people who are not Latino. Oh, um, Yes. Are you friends with Clancy Brown? Oh yes, Clancy Brown is an amazing person, yeah. wonderful actor. Was on the board with us for many mm -hmm. years. Um, he's just you know he's a special cat. Yeah. As big as he is, his heart is yeah. and his talent is like that. So I, I worked on Shawshank. So <gasps> you worked on Shawshank. He was Station. naked in the shower with Tim Robbins. My <laughs> first film. Tim is like six or five. Dude. Yeah. That first was... film, Glamorize Extra. I ended up working on it fourteen hours a day for six weeks. Oh, you thirty made... scenes. 
It was crazy. And he's going back yeah, to do the... The 25th anniversary, I was asked to go back as like a freaking extra and do a QA. and a like, You know what? We don't call them extras anymore. Mm. Right. They're background actors. Mm. You know, this I started doing background work. Did you? I was on the blo- the White Shadow. The White Shadow. Ken Howard, who I oh, ran against for yeah. president in 2013. Oh. oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I could. I literally could sit here all night long. Who couldn't? Next movie, someone asked. Um, next um, movie. Matilda. Well, I've got this little... You know, it's funny because I, I started doing Matilda TV. said, say hi to her. First, say hi. Uh, hello, Matilda. Okay, okay go ahead. Villafagne. <laughs> I think it's You know, my, one of my friends, Anna Villafagne, who's amazing. She played um, uh, in, in On Your Feet. She played Gloria Stefan. Oh. Amazing oh, actress. Oh, oh. You're going to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so next movie. So next movie, I did this little thing called The Wall of Mexico where I play a 70-year-old. What? Who looks twenty years younger because they have a well that they believe is like the um, the the uh, the fountain of youth. Wow! And the people start stealing it, so we have to build a wall around our property, which they call Mexico. And because um, we're a very wealthy family in that community, and I have to build a wall to keep these people out. So the irony of ironies, it's not Trump's wall, it's another wow. wall. Because these people feel like, hey, why, why are we charging so much for the water? You know, I'm a capitalist. Hey, this is the supply and demand. This is what we... But it's it's really cool because it's a, it's a different kind of movie. It's uh, it's just been accepted. And, and opening night at uh, South by Southwest. So it's uh, I'm getting slowly getting back into features. I did... Uh, I played another cartel guy in Superfly. Oh yeah, Superfly. I <laughs> Let me tell you something. It is hard to play cartel guys and like make them different, you know? Especially when they're both Mexican and they're both, you know, powerful and uh, both So what ruthless. did you do to make him different? Well, I played with uh, his temperament, his tone. I mean, you know, next time, if we have a next time... Uh, We're going to have a next time. I'll tell you about the, my, my godsend preparation for Ozark, which uh, after I got the part, I was like, oh, now what? It's not like you can go to cartel school, you know? <laughs> can I, uh, excuse me, cartel guys? Uh, don't mind me. I'm not a cop, but I'd like to watch what you do. Just to, you know, get... You want me to represent you more, honestly, right? Anyway, didn't have that opportunity, but I had somebody come to my house to do some technical work for us, AT&T type of company, you know, to work on my, um, I didn't want, I didn't want Wi-Fi. I wanted, you know, landlines so that I wouldn't have Wi-Fi poisoning. Oh. Well, he told me that's not the thing that they thought they were doing. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So where are you from? He goes, uh, uh, so uh, where are you from, Chapin? Because he looked Guatemalan, because mm-hmm. Guatemalans have a certain kind of look. He goes, no. I'm like, oh, where? He goes, Mexico. I'm like, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> no. And he's walking out of my door. He goes, I go, where from in Mexico? He goes, Sinaloa. I'm like, what? Sinaloa? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Sinaloa is like the birthplace of the cartels. Is that so? Oh, my God. Sinaloa is deep. You're deep. How were you not on Narcos? Chris Broncato is a very good friend of mine. I'm going to have to talk to Chris. How could you not be on Narcos? They've you, had their chance. You've got to be on Narcos. Maybe it's too obvious. I don't know. I, I think it's a great show. Um, you know, I have to work on my Colombiano accent or something. Or maybe I can play an American. You know, the thing is, I don't always have to be the bad guy. You don't always have to be the bad guy. So guess what? What? The guy tells me he's from Sinaloa. Mm-hmm. And his last name is one of the... His second last name is one of the most famous cartel last names. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you part of that family? Because indirectly but yeah and I'm like um, since you're not going to do this job here can you do you mind staying here a little while I kept him in my house for about an hour and really grilled him 
And he told me things that were fascinating. And the matter of factness with which he told me about the whole birth of the business. They used to grow corn and beans over there until a certain agency, certain government agency from another country very ah. nearby, got them into growing poppies mm -hmm. for the war in Vietnam because our soldiers needed heroin to work because it was so harrowing. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. Viet Cong were not messing around. Mm -hmm. And they came, they, you know, they gave their lives. They were fierce fighters and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, city boys and other cats. They needed to be on something or else they just couldn't deal. And, uh, and he told me the railway line that this American guy did develop for fruits and vegetables and added fruits to use. You know, uh, they would end up in Midland, Texas. You know, and he was telling me all this stuff. He was telling me a, a phrase, because I would ask him, the phrase is por aquí no se anda chueco, which means around here you don't walk crooked. And because I asked him, I said, so. so well, okay, so what does that mean? So I, I said, so, so what does it take to get you killed down there? 500, 5,000, you know, five, you know, dollars, you know, 500, 5,000, five, you know, whatever. He goes, if you're a thief, you're a thief. They can't, they don't, they don't, they don't play. You, you're done. You don't walk crooked. You, mm. you walk straight. Oh, I see, I see. You do not mm. cheat. You mm. do not lie. You don't steal. Mm -hmm. And I saw it as a way for them to kind of clean their gene pool mm -hmm. because their lives depend upon this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and when you asked me earlier about how could I love my character, well, you know... Yeah, how do you love the Ozark guy? Easily. Easily. You realize that, A, there's a market. Mm -hmm. They did not create this market. Okay? Mm -hmm. They supply a product that if they didn't supply, somebody else would, and somebody else would become very powerful mm -hmm. doing so. Mm -hmm. At which point, then, you become at their mercy. So, mm -hmm. he's a businessman. He's mm -hmm. a second in control. He's a person who understands the rules. Mm -hmm. There are rules to this, mm -hmm. okay? They don't go around making people who are not have nothing to do with drugs, drug addicts. Mm -hmm. That's truly evil. Mm -hmm. But if there's a and people are gonna be involved in this anyway, they're gonna be the best at doing what they have to do. And what he sees, what he does, mm -hmm. he knows, because I said, so, so when they kill you, I mean, like, what about, you know? He goes, sometimes they kill the whole family, everybody. I go, why? He goes, no one will live to seek revenge. They have a parrot too. No one will talk. I'm like, whoa. Um, and, but, but the way he was telling me, his mm -hmm. demeanor, you know, because he and his father were business people. They were mm -hmm. not in that business. Mm -hmm. But they saw it grow around them. So mm -hmm. they have no, no uh, ability but to respect it. Mm -hmm. It's like Miami. Miami is, you know, the town that cocaine built. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, you know, mm -hmm. they were smart enough to invest in their city, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just, you know, fast cars and women, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, so, you know, our whole country, the Queen of England, let's, let's not get it twisted. When you realize the true history of the drug trade in this mm -hmm. world, the French connection, you realize it's not just black and brown people doing this. Mm -hmm. That's mid-level. Mm -hmm. The real top goes all the way to any top of any pyramid because they're not going to see cartels become rich and powerful without them being part of it. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're the top cop, you're immune. Who's going to bust you? Mm -hmm. And good luck, you know. So I saw this guy as a pragmatic businessman who has a family to protect. And if he brings in Marty Burke mm -hmm. and his buddy Bruce, mm -hmm. who he did not want, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. testament to Marty's loyalty, mm -hmm. he insisted, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. 
He knew the rules. Mm -hmm. You saw the flashback. You saw what happened to the last guy who was stealing. Mm -hmm. They knew it very carefully. If that guy still went ahead and stole five, no, eight, five to eight million dollars from my bosses who have given them employment, who have guaranteed that their children's children will not want their colleges are, you know, two or three generations down, and you're going to steal from your employers, then my job is to clean up the mess that I created for my bosses. Wow. Because he told me, he says, if you bring someone in and they mess up, on you. you have to take him out mm -hmm. and if you don't they take you out mm -hmm. okay so before my character would allow his children to even be looked at goodbye wow and it's that commitment that made it so chilling um, yeah it, there was no bones about it the only thing he felt bad about is that he liked Marty mm -hmm. Marty had dignity see the thing about Dell that people may have picked up or not is he didn't like cheaters. Mm -hmm. He didn't like that guy. Cheat. He said he cheats on his wife. He'll cheat in business too. Mm -hmm. He felt that it character flaws go through all. Mm -hmm. So this man, I loved him because he was an intelligent man. He wasn't doing what he did out of making life easy. He knew he was building a future for his family and that he was not converting people who would not otherwise be doing what they're doing. I love that. I love that you found that. I love that you know that. I love that you can explain it to me and share it with us. Um, it's very inspiring. It's very so inspiring. Um, so I've got a promise from this man that he's going to come back to the living room with Mitch Weissman and sing for us and do some talking. Oh, we going to jam. You going to jam. Oh, we going to jam. We going to jam. I've got that promise. He said, I can't. Um, I. Oh, thank you. I. It's been a long time. I apologize. I, I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't feel like I had anything to promote per se. But you know what? Life, love, and happiness. Is my thank life. you so much for doing this. And Pete, thank you so much for being out there. And thank you all for sticking with us. I, I love this I so much. This people. Thank, thank you so much. You. And we'll see you next week with Bert Young. See you then. <gasps>